Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are in the midst of our current season, and yet again... You have to say in the midst, because you have no idea what number we're up to, do you? I don't know the number. I got nothing. That's fine. And we are back with another guest Game Master episode. So Danny and I will be playing yet again. It's nice. It's been nice to vary them up this way, I think, to go like a couple on, then one... Yeah, I agree. It's been nice to have you writing standalone rooms again, which we haven't done for quite a while. <laughs> but it's also nice to get some some guest game masters on occasionally to to break it up, and so we get to play mm, together. Absolutely, it's fun to play together. Every episode, we run through an escape room that exists only in our minds as an audio escape room. This episode, Danny and I will be playing, and our guest game master, welcome to the show, is Josh Yang. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, we're excited yet again, and I say this. Uh, I'm sure people listening have already, like, based on the title, have an idea. I have no idea what kind of room we're going to be playing. I don't know if we're going to go and do, like, an adventure with unicorns or whether we're going to be on some kind of pirate ship or whether or not there's going to be a hundred tiny rooms inside a beehive okay, I and feel, we're bees I do feel like I read one Ooh, little bees. One of our communication emails. You gave me a suggestion of what the tone was going to be like. Be like? I assume you buzzy? are horribly wrong on all of those accounts. Mm. No, I've, yeah, so Billy, I've might sold be a little myself. bit off. <laughs> I've sold myself now. If we're not getting some kind of honeycomb room, I'm walking. <laughs> or I'm flying because I'm a bee. So uh, tone-wise, are we expecting something? Do we need to give like a warning to our audience? Yes, I would say so. The themes are a little bit more mature and darker for this room. I think actually, I do remember this in the email, actually, now that I think back. I feel like we're thinking it's on a similar sort of level to when we played Red Hill Asylum, which was probably the darkest one that we've played. It had a lot of sort of horror-style mm. themes. So if you listen to Red Hill Asylum and you thought that's a great level of intensity, then I think this room ideally should be a good room. Uh, and if you thought, oh no, how terrible, I could never listen to Red Hill Asylum again, then uh, maybe skip this one. I don't know. I'm not your dad. All right, well, it's good to know. Every time we have someone on the show, we like to ask them a couple of questions. So this is an escape room podcast, obviously. So Josh, what is your escape room experience? I would say that I have a kind of between beginner and intermediate level of experience. I've done a total of, say, like 20-something rooms, so it's hmm. not new, but um, I, I wouldn't call myself like a very experienced veteran. I have played a lot of sort of board game escape rooms, like the Exit and Unlocked series. Mm. I, I think I've played almost all of them, actually, uh, nice. so probably more of those rooms than even uh, in-person rooms. But yeah, sort of just an intermediate level of experience. I think that's fair. I think, so escape rooms are odd, right? Because... Some people have done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of rooms. And then that starts to feel like the standard. But I feel like most people have only done. When you actually go to an escape room and they, are, and like, they get you to fill out the form saying how experienced you are, experienced is usually, I have done more than six. Yeah, that's usually the form. It's like, have you done one room, no rooms, maybe uh, three or four, maybe five or six, or greater than seven? And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, I've done 700. All right, great. There's no 700 on the box. It's not expected. So I think it's, it's, I think in terms of escape rooms, that's fairly well-rounded, a fairly well-traveled escape room experience. Do you have a, a certain type of thing that you like in an escape room? I, I would say I'm definitely a big fan of any, like, cool technology in the mm. room. So, you know, <laughs> uh, it's sort of non-traditional locks. And I, I really like it when rooms uh, try to 
put a, a a good narrative and theming behind everything as well. I feel like that that's something that really stands out to me when I'm playing mm. rooms. Have you ever been burned by a room where you think there's really good tech? And like you think, how do they possibly make this happen? Where I press this button and somehow suddenly the door on the other side is like done. The, and it turns out it's just a guy watching on the camera and goes, yeah, okay, he pressed the button, I'll open the door. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know. There, there's there's probably at least one room where I thought it was some impressive tech when it was actually just manually done like that. But I guess behind the curtain, I have no idea. No, you never on. know. And sometimes you get the opposite way where you just think, oh, okay, they've just opened the door for me. And they're backstage going, like, no, no, no. We have this intricate <laughs> algorithm that takes all the input from this and it determines whether it was done with enough for... Like, oh, okay, that's so much. That's so much programming. <laughs> uh it's, it's a very fun kind of weird industry of people with eclectic talents. Mm. Oh, we, I still have no idea how to interpret the fact that we know that at least one room, all of its backend stuff is done through MIDI. Yes. I don't know, I don't know what this even there means. There's a prominent, very popular room in LA where their entire like backstage, like all their back tech, it converts everything to MIDI and runs it through like a stage lighting and stage queuing software that people use for, for live stage shows. It's very strange. I mean, it works. It's a great room. Oh, it works it's very phenomenal. well for them. But it's just, you know, they the showed us. The idea to do that. They showed us the, 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 the program they wrote. This is ridiculous. This is so wild. Now, the other aspect of the show is that it's escape rooms mixed with sort of tabletop role-playing trappings. Do you have much tabletop role-playing experience? So I would say I am definitely quite a novice in terms of the tabletop role-playing experience. In undergrad, me and a few of my roommates, uh, we, we tried, you know, testing out uh, Dungeons & Dragons specifically for the group. We ran a few one-shots rotating with each other as the dungeon masters, but uh, we only played a few sessions and it never really got off the ground. Um, I would say other than that, my only other tabletop RPG experience is uh, just like with the show, either listening to the podcast episodes or hosting them for friends. Oh. It's very interesting tabletop role playing stuff, like the certain the, the way you click with it or the way you don't. And I think one of the things that's interesting is like there are games like Dungeons and Dragons, which have such a huge hold on the on the idea of what tabletop role playing is that I think there's a lot of people who would enjoy tabletop role playing. They gotta find the one that's right for them. And dragons. So they play that and they go, well, this whole this whole thing is out of the water. It's kind of like the feeling of like, do you like movies? Well, I watched Dunkirk and I don't really like war that much, so I don't really do movies. Like, oh, okay, you could watch it. Like, there's lots of other movies. They're very different. There's different genres. No, no, it's fine. Dunkirk wasn't for me. I don't too many guns. Um, so it's. I it's mean, it's the same with podcasting. There are some people who it's don't exactly know that different types of podcasts exist, so they just go podcasting. Nah, I don't really listen to the news. Yeah, yes, it all and it happens a lot. You see these things. People will be like, "Oh, I'd like recommendations for podcasts. I kind of like science and technology." That's not a. Rec what do you mean? Do you, maybe you want like storytelling or people <laughs> playing escape rooms or like quiz shows or this that? And, oh no, all podcasts are just two people in a room telling you about a topic. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I think that's the whole genre. It's very interesting. It's one of those things. Because podcast equals genre is exactly. just one of those things that has Instead taken of a hold medium, of it. Same with tabletop role playing games. Yeah. They don't, there's lots of genres and styles. It is just a medium yeah. for play. Because, I mean, the longer that we've been doing this, we always say, oh, it's a little bit like tabletop role playing. But the more we have gotten into it and explored tabletop role playing, this is a tabletop role playing game. Yeah, 100%. It just happens to be highly escape room flavored as well. It's quite rules light. Yeah, that too. But with a very strict DM who can say no a lot. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting sort of world. But yeah, compared to the other things out there that are 
tabletop RPGs, this definitely is as much a one as any of them. They have huge variety. Mm. Well, I think I'm ready to play okay. a tabletop role-playing game. So <laughs> why don't we jump in? And I think we're, I think we're, should, I, should I pre-draw a square for a little map? Maybe it'll be best if I'll let you know when you All should right. draw a square. Okay. I, just like, I just like drawing a square. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm ready to go. Danny, are you ready to go? Absolutely. Josh, why don't you whisk us away? All right, let's get started. Well, this is it, your last shot. You've been in the paranormal investigation business for quite some time now, but things haven't been going so well. Years of prank calls, useless leads, and completely normal happenings, it seemed like your childhood dreams of discovering the supernatural would have to wait and take a backseat to other needs, like paying the bills. However, on the night that you two began to close shop for good, you got a call, an anonymous tip. It was late, the call was muffled, and the line kept breaking up, but you've got the information you needed. Something about a renowned toy maker's workshop in the woods, a mysterious disappearance, a recent storm, and a piercing scream. With nothing to lose, you decided to go for it, and a plane flight and taxi ride later, you arrive at your destination. As the setting sun peeks through the dark clouds and dense forests surrounding you, you take in the view of the property. It's a small, unassuming one-story building, looking almost like a cabin you might see in the woods. In rather faded letters at the front are the words, Tim's Toys. However, what really catches your eye is the yellow police tape surrounding the perimeter of the workshop. And you notice a lone, rather young-looking police officer standing near the entrance of the place. Your eyes meet, and he starts approaching you two. Officer Jones, this area is off-limits to the public. What business do you have here? Having been uh. in this field for quite some time, you feel it's best not to let him know the truth. How do you respond? <laughs> Damn, I wanted to let him know the truth! My problem so far is all I've written on my page is Tim's Toys, and I tried to give it the fun font of a toy store by doing one of the letters backwards, and now it just looks like I couldn't draw a Z. No, you put a 2 at the yeah. end. Yeah. Tim Toy 2. Tim Toy 2 is what my notes say now. <laughs> okay, how so have how I do screwed you, up already? How do, you, how do you convince a police officer? Hey, what are you talking about? I'm your boss. I'm the new Detective McMurphy. <laughs> hey, what are you? You can take some time off, kid. All right. Uh, My character, you... by the way, canonically is a 12-year-old boy. So just, just play that out in your head. All right. You, you uh, expertly fib and say that you're actually the commanding officer in charge here. His eyes, however, drop immediately to the jacket, Bill, that you're wearing, particularly the logo on it. Expel this phantom investigation team, huh? You know that lying to the police and pretending to be a superior is definitely an arrestable offense, right? You don't think I know that? I'm the chief of police! I know all the laws! I'm undercover here! I'm trying to get into it as a sting operation! Uh, you better let me in or I'll get you- I'll have you transferred to the 82nd precinct! And you don't know- you know what they say about the 82nd precinct! No one gets out of there alive! It's just a volcano! They just throw him in a volcano! And as you yell at Officer Jones, he grabs your equipment and bag, throws it in his hey. police car oh, trunk, and locks hey. it tight. Hey, just to make sure you don't try anything fishy, I don't think I can trust you. You're staying in the nearby town, right? All of your stuff sent there to the only hotel in the morning. This place will be gone by then. Anyways, consider yourselves lucky. Wait, what? Is this even legal? As you start to protest, he tears a form from his notebook and hands it to you. If you have complaints, you can write them down here and drop them off at the local department, or maybe you can tell me in person since you're my superior. We are <laughs> done talking. And with that, he walks away. 
you're shocked, speechless. And it isn't until you've started to leave and are already out of sight that you realize the absurdness of the situation. Who does he think he is just taking all your equipment? And did he say this place would be gone yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, there's, there's something off about this. You two look at each other and start to devise a plan, a stakeout. The officer seems to be by himself, and he can't be here all night. And if he is here all night, he can't be attentive all night either. You two are professionals, and you're going to get your equipment back, open up the workshop, and figure out exactly what's going on. So you hide amongst the trees and wait. Hours pass, night falls, and the sky starts to pour. You keep watch, and after what feels like forever, you start to see the fatigue in the officer's eyes, and hey, it looks like he's dozed off. Good timing, too, since the storm started to get stronger and the cover of trees was barely keeping you dry. In your direct view, you can see the building, the officer, and off to the side, his police car and trunk. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna draw a tiny little building. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, uh, love, expel this phantom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to draw the officer's car. I forgot to give it a roof. It's just a little minority report car. There we go. Why can't I draw houses without them looking like screaming faces? That's what all houses look like. Oh. I don't know your problem. So there's the house, there's the car, is the officer in his car? Yeah. So was... the officer right now is actually shielded from the rain because he's sitting sort of at the porch area of the building. Okay. So there's a little bit of a roof covering it. All right. Well, we should check out the car. Yeah, that's where our stuff is, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's go to the car. Because it's raining outside, you feel like you can walk pretty normally without uh, being afraid that you'd wake him up. You walk over to the car, and it looks like an ordinary police car to you. The windows are heavily tinted, so you can't see inside. And naturally, you give it a try. The doors are locked. Does he have like a like a ring of keys hanging from his belt, very jangling while he sleeps? And as we get close, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's that that definitely could be possible, Bill. So you. <laughs> Carefully approach Officer Jones, and you can hear him lightly snoring. You suppose he doesn't look as intimidating while asleep. Currently, his hands are on his waist with one on his holster and the mm -hmm. other near his belt. Oh, near a ring of keys, indeed. That's right. I know how police officers work. He doesn't appear to be in deep sleep, so you should be careful not to wake him up. But you could try to go for it if you feel confident in your dexterity. <laughs> are there any other mechanisms by which you could imagine putting a cop into a deeper sleep. Oh, God. Yeah, right? That's dark. We're going to just whack him over the head. No, we could potentially, but maybe we should just see if there's anything else. I do not trust my dexterity. I'm well, clumsy. Okay, let's hold off for a little bit and have a look uh, at the house, yeah. but maybe probably not go in. Oh, yeah. God, no, I wouldn't. Well, let's have a look at the house. Aside from the name Tim's Toys and the front door, there's nothing really too notable. In fact, it's a little bit odd. There aren't any windows or other entrances you can oh, see. And my picture is all wrong. I didn't draw any windows. Or entrances? <laughs> well, I drew the door. You said there's, there's still a door, isn't there? Or is there no door? Yes, aside from the front door, there's okay. no other entrances. All right, fine. I've just got to change the building so it's black now. Okay, no windows. If we try the door, is it locked? Yeah, the door is locked. Uh, it's a pretty sturdy if old wooden front door, but the right key should be able to open it up. Hmm. I feel like we've got to just grab these keys. Oh, that seems wild, but we can... Yeah, all right, you can try. Use your 12-year-old boy delicate hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm a trained police officer. I'm Officer McMurphy. I'm chief of police and a 12-year-old boy. I never lied. These are all true facts. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and take the, the ring of keys 
off his hips. All right, Bill, you carefully reach for the set of keys. But as you get close, you hear a clap of thunder off in the distance. Officer Jones stirs, but uh, thankfully doesn't wake up. Unfortunately, he's moved his hand slightly so that it blocks access to nearly every key on the strap, save for one. You continue, (laughs) Bill, with extreme caution. And you're it's able the, to grab it and slide it off the ring. Hopefully this, this opens something. my favorite gating I've ever seen. <laughs> I love this. Oh, he's holding those keys. Sorry. All right. Okay. Do you think we got lucky and it's a car key? Or do you reckon it's just a straight up building Can key? Can I tell by looking at the key what type of key it is? Not really. It's hard to All tell. Right. Let's try and Look at how pump. I drew that key and you tell me if you can tell what it's a key for or even that it's a key. That's a tadpole. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Uh, let's try it on the car. Okay. On the on the boot of the car. The trunk right. of the car. You go to the boot of the car and you see the keyhole that uh, Officer Jones used to lock it. And it does not seem to fit. All right. Cars use the same key for all its entrances, right? Yeah. I mean, that'd be a bit weird. Try the house. Let's try the house. You try it on the front door and, uh-huh, it fits and works oh. like a charm. Maybe there's something in here that can help you get your equipment back. Like a you gun. two slowly open up the front door to not alert uh, Officer Jones and head inside. You hear the floorboards creak and are immediately hit with the smell of wood, sawdust, <coughs> oh, and just regular dust too. <laughs> Looking around, well, it's it's really dark in here. Your phones are dead from the stakeout, but you have a portable charger in your bag if only you could get to it. With the moon blocked by the stormy clouds outside and the remaining light only coming in from the entrance, it's so dark that all you can see is what looks to be a long table extending from the left side of the room and parallel to it on the back wall, you see a window. But there were no windows. Yeah, we didn't look at the back. Well, maybe it's not a window to the outside. Mm. How big a window are we talking here? So because it's so dark, it's really hard to tell, but it's definitely quite a large window. Okay. So all we can see is this this nearby table. Mm. Is it so dark that we wouldn't want to go and muddle our way over to the table, or can we go and check it out? You feel like if you carefully move around the room, you could probably avoid bumping into anything. So yeah, you could check it out. All right, well, let's check out this table. Sure. So looking at it, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. It's even hard to tell if there's anything on the table, but that might just be due to the darkness. Maybe it's best to look at something else as your eyes adjust, potentially. All right. Well, can we make our way over to the window? Yeah. Once again, kind of moving very carefully, you're able to move to the window and peering through it, as you expected, it doesn't lead outside, but it looks like there is a back room of sorts. And in the darkness, you can faintly make out an outline of something on the floor. You feel a chill crawl up your spine. Is that a body? (gasps) You really can't tell in this lighting. Does the window jiggle open anything like that? Nothing like that. You kind of put your hands on it. It definitely feels very solid and firm, so it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem like you'd be able to break it. And if you did, you wouldn't want to alert Officer Jones anyways. Mm -hmm. Because my thing here right now is, right, we can't get more keys off Officer Jones's belt because he's covering them up. Sure. We we, we need to get into our stuff to get our phone charged, to get enough light in this room. Is there a light switch by the door? Oh, I wouldn't want to do that. I'll definitely alert him. No, but there are no windows. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Can we just turn the lights on? Yeah, so you kind of fumble around looking for a light switch, uh, maybe near the entrance, maybe near the back, but it's, it's really odd. There doesn't seem to be a light switch anywhere to be found. However, now that 
you've kind of fumbled around in the darkness a bit longer. You feel like your pupils have adjusted enough that it does look like there's something different about the table you saw before. Oh, nice. All right, let's head back to the table. Okay. It's covered in bodies. Bodies <laughs> everywhere. It's made of bodies. <laughs> With your eyes better adjusted, you can make out what looks like to be some grooves and indentations on the table. But you can't tell exactly what they are, though, at least not just by sight alone. Can we... Can we... Yeah, do they feel like anything? Yeah, Bill, you kind of rub your hands over the table blindly. Uh, the surface seems empty, but quite dusty. As you feel the grooves and indentations, you realize they're words. You start deciphering the letters and, oh shoot, your elbow accidentally bumps into something on the very edge of the table. Oh. Danny, you instinctively rush to catch it, but you ah, just barely miss it. I and told you, you it fall clumsy. and shatter on the floor. Uh, Immediately, the front door slams shut. Yeah, In the darkness, you hear a whirring of gears and then a loud <laughs> metallic clang. A single light turns on above your heads, and you now see that two steel doors have slid shut in front of the entrance, oh. completely barricading you two in. To make matters worse, you hear a pounding from outside, and then a muffled voice. Hey, is it is it you two in there? Did you really steal my key? <laughs> and did you seriously trigger the security system? God, you're kidding me. I said you can't be in there. It's not safe. After hearing several strings of expletives from presumably Officer Jones, you soon hear the sound of a car driving away, sirens blaring. Well, you're a little hey. uneasy about what was so unsafe in this workshop, but if you're stuck in here, you might as well get to work. In fact, this could be the perfect chance to figure out what went down here and find a way out while you're at it. But that's our property in that car. That car is half ours. <laughs> and and Officer Jones is driving away with it. The room is dimly lit by a single bulb hanging from the center of the ceiling. Glancing around, you first take note of the long table and window you saw earlier. The long table appears to be a workbench, and next to it, in the top left corner of the room, is a small desk with various items on it. Lying in pieces on the floor by the workbench, is a small hourglass. Oof. That doesn't sound like a thing you want to break. No. The window is at the back wall, as you saw before, and to the right of it lies a control panel. Along the right wall near the back is a bookshelf, and towards the front of the room, on that same wall, there is a glass display case. In the center of the room beneath the light bulb, you see a large rug on the floor. Round or rectangular? It is a square rug. Cool. In the bottom left corner lies a large chest. And close by to it, on the left wall, hang several frames. Right. Finally, there's the entrance you came in at the bottom of the room, which is now blocked off by two steel doors. For a toy maker's workshop, there admittedly aren't many toys that you can see. <laughs> you don't know how long it'll be until Officer Jones gets back, so you better get to work quick. Mm -hmm. I maybe maybe I'll pick the first thing that we go over and look at. Please, just I, make you know it the right I'd one. I'd like to just have a closer look at this shattered hourglass that we've dropped on the That's floor. That's not a bad idea. So this must have been what fell to the ground. It was an hourglass, but now it's been shattered to pieces. You can see the sand inside has spilled onto the floor. Looking at the hourglass itself, you don't see any interesting markings or inscriptions on it. And if we dig through the floor sand, is there anything hidden in there? Like a, like Ooh, a tiny glass. 
Yeah, there are small pieces of glass, but other than that, nothing really hidden within the sand. Cool. All right. So if there's no inscription on it, then we haven't unleashed a demon. So I think we're all good. No, but maybe we've unlocked the powers of the sands of time. Again, Uh, I would expect an inscription with that. Yeah, maybe. Do we have like a cool glowing dagger? And if we run on walls and fall into a hole, can we go back in time and (laughs) land on the platform that we came from? Unfortunately not. I don't think so. All right. Well, I'm interested in this bottom left-hand corner. Okay. That's where we are. Good. And it's perfect. First of all, uh, just because I assume it'll be a quick one, let's take a look at the chest. Yeah, let's have a look at this chest. So it's a very long chest, almost like a coffin even. Oh. It's locked with a three-digit combo. Inscribed on it is the following message. For our livelihoods. For me, my wife, and my son. So that sounds like three people, three digits. Somehow livelihoods will be single-digit numbers. For me, myself, and our son, my son? For me, my wife, and my son. What did I say? You said me, myself. (laughs) There's only three people I care about. Me, myself, and my son. (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. Love that. Me, wife, son, life. What was it? Livelihoods. Livelihoods. Yeah, I reckon livelihoods are somehow a single-digit thing. Here's a list of our jobs. I do job number three. All right, so we got a coffin, a creepy, creepy coffin. Mm-hmm. What about these frames on the wall mm. beside said coffin? So there are four actually on the wall, and they all seem to be diplomas. Clearly, the owner, mm. Tim, must have been a well-learned man capable of tinkering with inventions beyond just the realm of toys. From left to right, it's a high school diploma, uh, a bachelor's in design, a technical certificate in woodworking, and a master's in robotics, all from different schools and universities. On the frame of the bachelor's degree is written two words, Go Falcons! Exclamation mark? Yes, there is an exclamation mark. I should hope so. Go Maybe Falcons. that's the name of his uh, university's Wife? professional Go Society. The Go oh, Falcons. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, yeah, that'd be pretty solid. They all play Go. That could go exclamation mark. You could do that without an exclamation mark. Yeah, that's fair. We are the Go Falcons. In fact, putting an exclamation mark at that part would make you seem conceited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. Is there anything, like, would it be worth looking closer at these? Flipping them around to look at the backs. Yeah, so you can take them off the wall, but you don't see anything on the backs. They just None of his his high school's... Names, uh, none of these schools' names are clearly anagrams of <laughs> other words. All right. uh, I can tell you the names, but it doesn't <laughs> seem too useful, at least for no, now. No, tell me the names. No, not All for right. now. Tell me the names. There's, no, tell me the names. There's Hidalgo High School, uh, Preston College for the bachelors. For the technical certificate, it's Williams College of the Trades. And for the masters, it's Brighton University. And you Lovely. didn't want to know. I am interested in Hidalgo High School. Who was in Hidalgo? Viggo Mortensen. Mortensen. I've never seen this movie. Oh, I don't know anything about it. It's probably based on a book, just because it's called Hidalgo. It sounds like it's based on a book. Maybe that's a clue. Write Viggo Mortensen down. Gotcha. (laughs) Um, All right. Okay, so those are some diplomas. Don't Mm -hmm. know what to do with those yet. Mm. Shall we keep looking around? While we're still in this corner, you were trying to interpret words out of these table scratchings. Did you get anywhere with that? No, I didn't get anywhere with that. Let's have a closer look at this table again. Yeah, so it's a dark brown polished workbench surface, probably used when sketching designs were for light tool work. 
At the front of the bench, there is a row of four circular depressions into the wood, almost like cup holders, but smaller and shallower. Above them, there is an inscription. So these must have been the depressions and grooves that you felt mm-hmm. earlier. It says, the way of success is the continuous pursuit of knowledge. Okay, cool. So we've got four circles representing four degrees. We need a continuous pursuit of knowledge. I wonder if, presumably, these are not circular frames that would fit into each of these. That no, no. These, these, these circles are maybe about a few inches or, or, or centimeters, I guess. But I wonder if um, maybe we'll find radius. like a tiny statue of a robot and a fine, and tiny statue that's of, of things that have been woodworked and a Could little be. statue of some designs and uh, some kind of hidalgo. Maybe. Or maybe we're going to have to take fingers off the corpse and stick them in those holes or okay, something. Okay, well, that's just me. Been there. You're just getting too dark. <laughs> Okay, so that's it's got to, it's got just, to relate to those to those things. Just to you know, I wrote down the exact words of that, and I started getting really excited because the way of if you take the first letters spells out two, oh <gasps> uh, 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 two s i t two sit. So sure, I was onto something. Okay, that's okay. Is there anything else on the bench, or is that so, that's that's it? It's, the, it's that's the all there is on the bench. So, I mean, so I guess the hourglass was on it also before. But. Maybe the hourglass was in the depressions. So we're gonna find something that represents each of these levels of grad, graduate accomplishment so, yes. for these four indents. Maybe there's a little statue of a falcon. Interesting. Maybe there's two woodworked statues. One of a falcon, one not, and then you have to go, oh, the falcon is the falcons, and the other one's the woodworking. Maybe. Um, I'm just guessing what puzzles could be rather than trying to find puzzles. I don't keep looking around. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Okay. In my experience, trying to predict puzzles that someone else has come up with does not work. Best case scenario, you ruin it for yourself. Worst case scenario, you make them seem really dumb, or you make yourself seem really... It just can't go well. I mean, just not even that. I more just go with, it doesn't work. You won't do it. Maybe we will. Let's go and look at something else. What the do you think? desk in the top left corner that had stuff on it. Let's go to the desk in the top left corner that had stuff on it. It's a small wooden desk that appears to have been handcrafted, like most of the furniture in this workshop. On its surface, you see a drink coaster, a landline phone, and a picture frame. There's also a drawer on the side and a waste bin beneath it. Do any of those... Take your fancy is the first thing to look at, Danny. Picture from. All right. Let's have a look at the picture from. It looks like an old family photo, or at least that's what you presume it is. There are two adults who are likely the parents and a child who's probably the son. However, both the mother and the son have their faces blotted out with dark ink. Aside from that, you suppose it's a nice photo? They're sitting down having a picnic and their colorful outfits complement the warm sunshine and lush grass around them. Hmm. Lovely. And if looking at these people, I were to say, quantify their livelihoods out of 10, mm-hmm. how, what do they look like? <laughs> uh, you're not exactly sure how you would even put it into an actual occupation, let alone a number. So it's a sure. bit hard. Um, okay. Well, that's family photo. They're wearing... You don't have to draw the whole family photo. They're wearing bright colors. Is there anything notable about which colors they are wearing? So the son is wearing an olive-colored jacket along with a pair of denim jeans. The mother has a burgundy dress on, and the father is wearing a navy blue polo. His pants are covered by the tall green grass, though. 
this is a puzzle without the other half. So we'll go find the other half of the puzzle and come back to this What, photo. the man's pants? No, the whole thing. <laughs> uh, what we do with this fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be like, oh, I'm a burgundy. That's a seven. Burgundy seven. That kind of thing, you know? Burgundy seven? That yep. kind of thing. I'm with you. All right, well, Danny draws an entire picture of a family. I'm done. Uh, can I have a look inside that bin, inside the little, uh, the little rubbish bin? So it's a basic wire mesh waste bin full of scraps of paper, so, so nothing too gross. Um, because of that, Bill, you feel comfortable enough digging through the trash. There doesn't seem to be much that's very interesting until you find torn pieces of paper that come together to form a letter. It <gasps> reads as follows. A. <laughs> that's it. Form a letter. <laughs> it just says, hey. It says, hey, Dad, I'm sorry you had to find out like this, but I just didn't have courage to tell you in person. Ever since mom passed away, you've been so stressed out, dealing with the loss of her presence and also the crushing financial burden. I know that you must be under so much pressure to take care of everything, so I've decided that I can't just sit by idly. Starting this week, I'll be working full-time at the new manufacturing plant that opened in the nearby town. I know you always wanted me to pursue my dreams, but I really haven't been making much from just selling my paintings. I'll be sending you as much money as I can so that we can take care of this together as a family. I love you. The letter is unsigned. Okay. Um, I've, I've sort of summarised that in my notes. I've written, uh, Hey, Dad, Mum's dead, you're poor, I'm a plant worker, struggling artist. Yep, son's passion, painting. Okay. What do you want to look at now? In this, probably still, still in the same area. Hmm. Interesting to mention that there's a coaster. There's got to be something peculiar about that. Nice. Let's check it out. So it's a square coaster made from ceramic. At the center, there is a small circle with an engraved pattern of a lumberjack inside. A lumberjack? That's a woodworker. Not really. And also this thing's square. It has a circle in it, but it is square. So it wouldn't fit into the circular groove. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Interesting. Okay. Lumberjack. Yeah, if we pick it up, I assume the circular part doesn't come out or anything, right? No, it does not. Yeah, cool. Cool. Flipping it over, anything else interesting? Nothing else cool. on it. Beautiful. What about, let's ignore the phone for a second. Okay. And check out the drawer. Okay. It's a drawer and you're able to open it. Inside it, you find a medical bill and a small toolbox. Hmm. Oh. All right. Let's find out what country we're in. Let's talk about this medical bill. It's probably an invasion of privacy, but you closely <laughs> examine the medical bill and... Wow, the bill comes out to a staggering six-figure sum. Oof. The charges seem to be for several surgical procedures, anesthetic, general care, etc., all under a single category, acute cardiac arrest. Any personal information about the patient, however, seems to have been marked out. Now, this could be how Tim died. It could be how the mother died. Mm -hmm. Or it could just be unrelated, and it's just he enjoys collecting medical bills. <laughs> Was that something else in the drawer? Medical bill? And a toolbox. Toolbox. What, is this toolbox openable? It is openable. No lock hmm. on it. You find some basic tools, including the usual, like, screwdrivers, a hammer, uh, some wrenches, uh, and also a pocket knife. I can't draw hammers or wrenches. Luckily, you don't need to. I'm you can just remember it. that they're there. <laughs> or maybe write down the name. That's what I'm doing. Um, I did have to draw the open toolbox, though. All right. And then the last thing is, let's check out this phone. I guess Is it so. Anything interesting? So it's a black landline phone. It still seems to have power. Uh, Danny, when you pick up the phone and punch in numbers, all you hear is an empty tone, though. Must have been disconnected for a while now. 
you also see that you can access some voicemail messages. <gasps> Do it. Yeah, please. Clicking on the voicemail icon, you see that there's one new message. However, it also displays two red messages and two additional ones that have been filtered as spam. The new message seems to be from the same caller as the two red messages, so it's probably best to listen to them chronologically. Mm -hmm. And I will send that to y'all in this Google Drive folder. Sweet. Oh, I'm an idiot. What? This is so dumb. I was like, I wonder why the messages are like colored red. What did that mean? (laughs) What would it mean for them to be colored red? That's kind of funny. Like they're bad messages? (laughs) Or maybe it means he's already listened to them. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, let's listen to already listened to message number one. Hey, Tim, it's, uh, it's me, Mike. I know we haven't spoken in forever. I just wanted to let you know, well, I'm in town. I actually just moved here recently. D- d- does your wife still work as a server at the local dinery? I know she loved that job. Anyways, thought you should know in case you'd like to catch up sometime. I hope to see you soon. All right, so Mike's a creep. Why do you say that? Creepy voice. Rude. It's all the voice. He did nothing wrong. And the one thing he was like, I know where your wife works, Tim. (laughs) I know exactly. Oh, I watch her every day, Tim. I hope she's enjoying yeah, herself. I know how I much she her. loves that job is an mm. odd comment. But, you know, some people are awkward when they leave phone if, messages. If anybody has seen uh, the Hannibal TV series, he sounds just like Mason Verger, who's like a bad guy in the second and third seasons. It just has, it's just, oh, yes, Dr. Lecter, it's me, Mason. Oh, I, your wife, I see your wife works as a server, Dr. Lecter. Oh. <laughs> All right. It's good. It's, I love him. I think it's a great voice. I think he's a great person. Let's listen to another creepy mic message. Let's do it. Hey, Tim. I... I heard about what happened. I'm so sorry. I I know this must be a rough time for you. Look, I'm I'm always here. Just Just a call away if you want to talk. Meet up chat anything really just just let me know all right so he's he's a lovely man he's a very emotionally supportive and wonderful friend and i take it all back he's just uh he's a cool guy everyone loves mike what a nice guy unless he's like you can call me anytime tell me everything (laughs) yes tell me about your wife was it i i can tell you the secrets that i knew about her the secrets I know about you, because I'm Mike. I'm a tiny creep. I'm one foot tall, and I hate everybody. Oh my God, you're right. What if Mike's not a person? I'm a doll. I'm a live doll. You built me, Father, and now I'm here to talk about my mother. She was so beautiful. If only I could have been a real boy, but I'm a little freak. That's Mike. All right, I'm back. <laughs> He's just All right, shall we go with the one that hasn't been listened to, the new message? Yeah, let's go to the unread message. <laughs> Tim, it's, it's Mike. Is, is everything okay? I, I haven't heard from you for so long. No one's seen you. Please, just 
just call me back. At, at least let me know you're okay. We could build stuff together again, like old times. Remember what we did to your drawer? Those projects were, were so much fun. Please, please, Tim, please call back. I'm, I'm worried for you. Okay, they they did something to the drawer. Now, was that drawer or door? Oh, I thought he said drawer. Was it drawer? I can go back and replay it. You think it was drawer? Yeah, cool. drawer. So they they did something to the drawer. That's interesting. Because, um, yeah, if it were door, that's actually far less interesting because we've we already seen the door yeah. do something cool. Okay, so there's something odd about the drawer. We can, check, we can check that out, but let's listen to the final two messages, right? The spammies. The spams. All My right. favourite award show. Spam number one coming now. Hi, Mr. Saunders. This is James calling on behalf of Williams College of the Trades. I hope you're doing well. This week is our alumni donation drive, and I was wondering if you'd like to contribute at all to help future students thrive. You can go to our website or just call this number back to donate. Thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Lumberjacks forever. Aha, uh -huh, that is the Lumberjacks. The Williams Technical College of Woodworking is the Lumberjacks. Okay, so what is up with that? How does that coaster fit together? Figure it out. Now, see, that's much... Right, that's a guy who's far less creepy, but far worse a person. Hey, <laughs> you paid for your schooling. Want to give us even more money? No, get out of here. I mean, it's a sucky job. You know? And someone's got to do it, except no that they don't. No has to do it, right? They're already getting paid by the students to be there. That's all the money you need. Yeah, school, stop hiring people to do this particular job. Give them a better job that doesn't hurt everyone. Oof. Yeah, save the money that you spent hiring a man to try and get more money. And use that to have money. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Okay. Uh, final spam. When average clinics don't cut it, where do you go? All you have to do is come to us, Patterson Alternative Treatments. We'll fix you right up, else you get your money back guaranteed. Don't worry, though. Our treatment never fails. In fact, why wait? Give yourself the benefits of a healthy life right now. To schedule a free appointment, dial the number 1-800-GET-WELL. I'm Dr. Robert D. Patterson, and here at Patterson Alternative Treatments, every illness has its cure. What a bad man! See, even less creepy sounding, but much worse a person than anybody. Oh, give me money and I'll cure any single disease. There's no way I could ever fail. Give me lots of money. Like, what a terrible person. Not He's great. not curing every disease. He's taking the money and he's running. Pattinson is a very big chemist here. It's not quite the same name. No, but... not quite. <laughs> that was all I could think of. Robert D. Patterson. Robert Pattinson? Patterson! Stop it! Um... Okay, yeah, these people got more and more nice sounding, but worse and worse as people mm -hmm. as time went by. Um, now, okay, so obviously there's some stuff, right? Oh, from, yeah. From Mike's recordings, we got, the, we got the livelihood for the wife. We know she's a server mm -hmm. at a restaurant. Yes, at a restaurant she works at. Uh -huh. <laughs> Every day I go in and I order nothing, but I watch her as she serves the okay. other patrons. Um, so we know she's a server. We know that Mike is emotionally... The only note I have for his second message is that he's emotionally supportive. Um, <laughs> that's it. I didn't get any clues from that. 
And then the third message was they built stuff together. They built, they did something to the draw. Mm. So maybe we can go and have a closer look at the draw. James, in the first of the spam messages, let us know that, yes, the woodworking place is the Lumberjacks, mm -hmm. which matches the coaster that has like a mm. Lumberjack thing. Maybe there's a cup that goes in the coaster usually, into the circular coaster indent. There's like a Lumberjack cup that'll maybe. now go on the table instead. Maybe. Um, so maybe we're looking for a Lumberjack cup. Um, could be. And then the final message, again, I didn't really get much other than we could possibly call a number. I 100% want to call Would you like that to call number. that? We could also call James back, but I don't think there's any need for that. Mm. So do you want to do 1-800-GET-WELL? I definitely want to do 1-800-GET-WELL. Let's call 1-800-GET-WELL. So you type 1-800-GET-WELL into the phone, but it's still just an empty tone. Damn. It really seems like this phone has been disconnected. All right, maybe we can do it when we get our phone back mm. somehow. Well, I mean, can we... Oh, check the drawer? Yeah. Is that now that we have suspicions that there's something about the drawer, can we jiggle around with it, give it some closer looks, feel around the top half if there's anything hidden yeah, around? Yeah, so definitely. With this additional knowledge, you look and feel around carefully. And hey, you find something you didn't notice before. At the very back of the drawer is a small keyhole. Ooh. And I'm assuming the front door key that we used does not fit? It does Great. not fit. You gotta try. You just gotta yeah, try. Of course. Otherwise, it gets like thirty minutes later, and someone says, "Don't you have a key with you?" Mm. <laughs> ah. Um. Okay. All right. Any updates on what we can see through this window? Right. So now, with the room lit up now, first of all, you can actually really appreciate how big this window is. You saw it was kind of big before, but now looking at it, it spans almost half of the entire back wall, lengthwise and heightwise. It doesn't lead outside, as you saw before, but into a back room. Again, there's just a single bulb, so the lighting is a bit dim and there's a bit of a reflection, so you can't see very well into it, but now you're almost completely sure. It definitely does look like a body on the floor. Three, in fact. Oh. And it looks like there are chains around them hanging from the ceiling. Something about them seem off though, almost fake even. In the top right corner of the back room, you think you spot another table, but you can't see what's on it just due to the angle. Okay, well that's creepy. That seems like a family of three, strung up by Mike, the serial killer, the little puppet boy who's stolen their skin and tied them up so that he can become a real boy. I'm assuming that's how it's happened. Huh. I'm assuming it would be a faux pas to smash this window with a hammer. Definitely. So let's hold on. Unless you'd like, uh, yeah. But would I mean, we you can. like to give it a try? I mean, yeah, let's smash this window with a hammer. You're going to get a hammer to the face. Now I'm going to get a window to the floor. All right, Bill, you grab the hammer in hand and you give the window a big whack. However, what? it basically just bounces right off. The window is incredibly sturdy and it sounds incredibly thick. What is this doing in a toy workshop? Hmm. I apologize because uh, the hammer bounced off and hit Danny in the face. Ah, uh, come on. Sorry, didn't mean to. <sighs> um, sure, I lined it up that way, but it was an accident. Let's look at the stupid control panel. Yeah, I suppose there is a control panel next to the window. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of buttons on this control panel, uh, but it currently seems to be unpowered though. Pressing the buttons don't do anything. Maybe you can come back if you're able to get power to it. Oh, gotcha. fun. And maybe that'll also power up the phone. Maybe we don't need our own phones. Maybe we can power up this phone. Maybe. 
I would like to look at this rug in the middle of the floor. Oh yeah, a big square rug. So it's a large square shaped rug. It looks a bit old, but it's pretty soft. It has a checkerboard pattern with red and white squares. And can we lift the rug and see if there's anything underneath? You flip the rug over and you see two interesting things. First, you find a strange looking floorboard underneath. And for the rug itself, you find letters written on the back of the Ooh. rug. Those, uh, those letters I will send to you as Ooh. well. All right, let's check out these letters. Rug.png. Oh, my ah, God. Gotcha. So it is one letter for each square. Each square has a letter, red and white. Now, it's top. It's white in the top left, and it reads L-T-O-Y-R-E-V-I for the first line. But there are quite a few lines. Do you want to go one yeah, after the other? Yeah, it's full chess. Oh, no, it's full chessboard. I it's don't think full there's any point reading letters. out 64 okay. letters. Now, my we first... cannot see any immediate pattern. No, if this. you just read the reds, it still doesn't make enough any sense. It's T-Y-E-I. K-A-F-W. doesn't read anything. No. Neither do the whites. Oh. I see the number two here. T-W-O. Yeah, true. It might be a coincidence, though. It might. So I don't see any other numbers. What about this number six vertically here? Oh, that's interesting. So S-I-X is in the second column near the bottom going down. Oh, okay. Well, so now maybe you've it's convinced like a me it's worth find a check. A word. I see four going up this way. What? F-O-U-R. Uh, starting the F next to that X and going up and right. Um, so it's kind of like a, is that a called a find a word? Have I made that term up? A word yeah. search. Is word what search. Say. Yeah. But I think I would say find a word as that's a kid. That's also a thing. Okay. I think maybe I'm going to say that's an Australianism. <laughs> it also says bird. Um, <laughs> I see six, four, two, bird. Uh, any others? Do you see any other letters? I, I still can't even see the four. Four. <laughs> four. Top um, or pot. Surely there are other numbers. Maybe. I mean, three sounds like a good number of numbers as well. Three could be a good number of numbers. I don't think I see any others. Interesting. But there's no clear order to those numbers, nor is there a clear place to put them if they are, in fact, numbers. Yeah, so we'll keep in mind that we, that we word searched some numbers. We word searched some numbers. What and about yeah. this weird floorboard? Yeah. The reason why it's weird is because embedded in the board are two large metallic rings, and there's also an arrow in the center of both. Ooh. And once again, uh, I'll send you an image oh, of that. Oh, so there's a single arrow that is surrounded by two separate rings. Cool. Yes. Are these, they're embedded in. These aren't dig-outable? So you can't dig them out. The arrow is in a button. You can't move them. But... Bill, yeah, you actually find that you can turn the large metallic rings in I place. I mean, there's clearly a little line a tiny in line each on of the each rings. Ring. Can we line them up so that those two lines are in front of where the arrow is pointing? You rotate them and line them up with the arrow, but nothing seems to happen. The floorboard is not then suddenly removable? It is not. Okay. Maybe the arrow just indicates an up position. And these are an hour hand, like the inner ring, and a minute hand, the outer ring. Oh, and we want to put it to a certain time as if it were a clock. I mean, maybe. That's just the first thing that jumps into my head with these rings. But if, they, if going both of them up doesn't work, there must just be some other kind of orientation that would yeah, work. Yeah, there's something that we're going to get. Would us. work. <gasps> um, so, yeah, I think maybe this is a solution, an input for a puzzle we haven't solved. So maybe we keep looking around. Yeah, man, we've got lots of puzzle pieces and we haven't put them together yet. This is interesting. True. But we still haven't looked at everything. There is a lot to look at There now. is a lot to look at. Let's keep going. Yeah, okay. I we'll feel like we were warned early on it's a long room. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we'll just keep like, going. I'm, I'm not bothered. 
Well, shall we head bookshelf? to... I don't want to know. I don't want to go to the bookshelf. There's too many books in a bookshelf. I want to go to the glass case. I mean, we don't know that. I want to go to the glass case. I'm looking at All Josh's right. face right I now and I, think, the glass I case. think this is an empty bookshelf. The glass case! All right, Bill, you run over to the glass case. I and smash you... it! <laughs> it's a delicate glass display case, so you could smash it if you really wanted to. There are 10 large dolls in here, all oh. in pristine Oh, I don't condition. want to smash it. I don't want to free those dolls. <laughs> Each one is dressed in a different outfit that seems to correspond to a specific profession. In no particular oh, order, uh, and... You don't have to write this down, but you can if you want. There's a firefighter, a doctor, a police officer, an artist, a waiter, a scientist, an astronaut, a basketball player, a soldier, and ah, this one looks like a carpenter or toy maker, likely a self-insert by the Hmm. owner, Tim, you presume. They also seem to have some kind of markings on their shoes. Ooh. Okay. what, What are the markings on their shoes? So the angle makes it difficult to see the shoes. Maybe if you could hold the dolls in your hand. Ah, ah, No. So this is livelihoods, right? Absolutely. So we we know there's a woodworker doll whose shoes will say some kind of woodworking number. And there was an artist and a waiter. An artist and a waiter. There's no one else that's like, I'm working at a factory. So I think he thinks of his son's livelihood as still being an artist. That would make sense. Okay. So uh, let's smash the cage. How would you like to smash it? I stand on the far side of the room and I grab the toolbox, not the tools in it, the box itself, and I just hurl it across the room into the glass container. Well, you are a professional and you have quite good aim as well. You hurl the toolbox at the display case and it completely shatters. The dolls seem to be fine, though. They brush themselves off and they say, thank you. Thank you for freeing me. Now to leave and find Mike, our father, the puppet who built us. Tim is our grandfather, for he built Mike. This got weird. And we shall take over the world, building an army of small dolls. Let's take a look at these shoes before any of this happens. Getting smaller and smaller (laughs) until eventually micro dolls shall eat you from the inside. Before any of this, (laughs) tasty human flesh a micro doll craves. Yeah, so with dolls now in your hand, first off, you can really see the effort and artistry. Put me down! Don't hold me in your hand! I must be free! God, wouldn't that be messed up with a talking doll that when you picked it up, it said, put me down! Put me down! That's upsetting. Fortunately or unfortunately, they do not talk, but you can see the effort and artistry that went into them. They're beautifully made with skin made from soft fabric and incredibly detailed designs for each of their outfits. Looking at the feet, there appears to be some sort of marking on the bottom, but they seem to have rubbed off. However, you can still feel the sticky resin from where the markings have faded. Fingerprint powder would be perfect for this, but you don't have your equipment with you. Maybe mm. there's something else you could use? Ooh, 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 I know. There's definitely dust and there was also sand. Sand. Can we use the sand? Can we throw sand at them? Just, or or put their feet in sand. No. You try like putting some sand on the bottom of their shoes and it works perfectly. And you nice. can see that there's actually a code of some sort on each of the doll's feet. They seem to be just for ID purposes with each doll having a unique number ranging from zero to nine. Excellent. Okay, can we get the numbers four in order? The woodworking doll, the waitress doll, or the waiter doll, the waitstaff doll, and the uh, artist doll. The numbers on those in order are nine, two, and four. 
Okay, do we want to go try that out? Absolutely, let's do that on the chest. You try the combo 924 on the chest and it opens up. Inside, you can see why it was so long. Thankfully, there's no body inside. But there are three separate compartments in here, one completely full of different kinds of board games, another full of animal figurines, and the last one is, well, you're not quite sure. It looks like an assortment of toys, but they seem to be a bit old and worn. Maybe they're used or returned items. So first thing I'd like to look for, unless you want to jump in. No, no. I assume we're thinking the, the same thing. animal figurines, yeah. is there a little figurine with a circular base of a falcon? There is indeed. They're quite pretty and they're very expertly crafted. And there's lots of animals, not just birds, but mammals and even reptiles in here. And human lumberjacks? <laughs> they're no lumberjacks. Damn. No humans at all even, just animal figurines. And, and they're all affixed to a small circular base or stand. Awesome. Okay, we got the We fountain. should pocket that. Uh, let's just place it on the table in the second, oh, okay. in the second circle. Let's all get right. it set up already. No need to keep it in our inventory. All right. Let's place it, it on the floor. Fit into that second slot? It's a perfect fit. Excellent. Okay. So we still need a Hidalgo. Is a Hidalgo a type of horse? I mean, um, the poster for that movie had a horse on it, so I think Hidalgo that's might my be best type guess. Of horse, but I, I'm assuming the room would teach us this, <laughs> and we don't have to, rem to just know that a Hidalgo is a horse, if that's even a fact. And Brighton um, is known for its peer? Yeah. Is there a peer? <laughs> what kind of animal peers the most? Uh -huh. uh, it's an owl. They love to peer okay. at things. Sweet, sweet. We'll um, do that. Okay. <laughs> Bookshelf? Bookshelf. It's a small, light brown bookshelf. Clearly, the owner enjoyed reading books. There's all sorts of books here, from books on various toys and games to self-help and improvement guides, and even yearbooks. The top of it appears to be quite dusty, although some areas seem to be cleaner than others. Well, uh, yearbooks could be interesting. We could find at least surely a Hidalgo in there. Oh, yeah, yearbook. High school yearbook. Let's look for Hidalgo High. The fighting gorillas. So actually, it looks like there are three yearbooks, one high school and two colleges, and they are names that you recognize, Hidalgo High School, Preston College, and Brighton University. Brilliant. Well, let's have a look at the Hidalgo yearbook. Is there a clear animal mascot? Yeah, it's actually pretty easy to find the mascot for all of them. Hidalgo is Hidalgo hippos. There is Preston falcons, as you already picked up on, and there are Brighton bears. Excellent. Well, then let's go back to that chest. And from the toy animal section, can we grab a hippo and a bear? Yes, you do find a hippo and a bear. Nice. And can we make them fight? We're kid. I'm a 12-year-old kid. Uh, let's place the hippo in the first one and the bear in the fourth. And we're just missing a lumberjack in the third. Yeah. Do you reckon we can like use our pocket knife to etch out a circle? Okay, so you use the pocket knife and you trace around the edge of that groove, the small circle, and it actually starts to feel a little bit loose. You continue to do this and give the circle a push, and it pops right out. It's not even broken or anything. It seems like it was meant to be separable. You now have a small circle of ceramic with a lumberjack engraved on it. Hell yeah. Good work. I wouldn't have thought of that. Let's chuck it into the, into the table. All right, Along you put it into the last yeah. spot in the table and it also fits perfectly. All of a sudden, the center of the workbench opens up, revealing an elaborate blueprint and a small key. Oh, dang. <gasps> nice, Ooh, a, a key. key. Oh, a key. Uh, for, well, first of all, what's the, what is the blueprint of? So the blueprint, well, it's absolutely huge and ridiculously complicated. You're not sure exactly what kind of a toy or machine it even is. 
there are so many notes scribbled down in almost incomprehensible handwriting, you don't even know all of it is English. It resembles the Vitruvian Man, except with six arms and six legs instead of the usual four and four. At the top right is a smaller, simplified diagram that's more understandable, and I will send that to you right now. And again, for everybody at home, I haven't mentioned it, but you have access to all of these images. You can check them in the show notes. Uh, so you should be able to see these as well. But, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we've got this image because when I drew it, mine just looks like a terrifying spider you human. You have just drawn a creepy spider person. Uh, but no, it's like a Vitruvian man. Yeah, so for people who don't know so. what that means, it means that there's a circle inside of which is a person's body and they've got different limbs at different points of the... Well, some at the circle and some at like a square inside. So... There are two, there, there are six limbs, obviously, of each, uh, but they're paired up in colours. So there's like a set of red legs and a set of red arms, a set of blue legs and a set of blue arms, mm. a set of green legs and a set of green arms. So there's like a correlation between yeah. these limbs. Yeah, interesting. The red legs are together at the bottom while the arms are splayed out maybe at like uh, nine and 11. If The green arms, his legs are splayed out in a kind of odd way and his arms are one right out to the side and the other slightly pointing down the blue arms are one down one slightly up and his legs are almost like offset the other way but not quite lining up uh, it's a bit hard to describe but there are different sets of these limbs pointing in different directions and at the bottom a presumably handwritten ish note that says together dot 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 i'll make things right and right is all caps Yes. Exclamation. Together I'll make things right. The face of this figure also has a strange pattern on it. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't um, notice that. Which I don't really know how to describe that. It's like triangle a triangle overlapping with an upside down triangle, all overlapping with a circle. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's what it is. Now, there's maybe some way, if you were just doing arms, that you might line this up with that floorboard thing that we found. Ah. There's no real way to make it line up with legs as well. I was, yeah, I was not correlating it with that one. Are actually. you correlating it with something yes. specific? What are you thinking? The photo of the picnic, because oh. the three colours that, well, the main three colours that we became aware of: olive, burgundy, and navy. Oh, you're which right. Which is a the shade blue, of green, red, the and red, blue. and the green, and the guy had green on his pants. Who had green? Oh, well, the, he had grass covering his pants. Yeah, so he's so got green possibly, legs. But, like, the kid had an olive shirt and denim pants, so that would be, like, green on top, blue on bottom. Sure. The wife was wearing a burgundy dress, so red on top, red on bottom. And, yeah, the man could have been blue, green, top, blue, bottom, that'd, potentially. That would yeah. finish it out. I do not know what to do with this information yet, Perhaps do you? we'll find... Well, I mean, look, we have, like, the dolls that represent their livelihoods. Maybe they could be arrayed, arranged in ways <laughs> that match this. But I think maybe we should use the key... And maybe there'll be somewhere to input that solution because that sounds like a solved puzzle practically if we had an input for each of those family members and their limbs. Maybe. Also, maybe their bodies in the other room. Maybe the control panel will control the limbs of those corpses Good God. and we can line them up in this creepy fashion. That's probably what it is. Fantastic. Let's go get the key out of the out of the the, uh, the drawer. Uh, you mean take the key that Let's we have just found the and put it into the drawer, the drawer? And open the keyhole uh, and see what's inside. Okay. All right, you put the key in the back of the drawer, that little keyhole that you saw, and, oh, the bottom of the drawer actually slides open. It looks like this drawer had a false bottom. Removing it and looking inside, you find a newspaper clipping, and there seem to be two short articles in the newspaper. The first one reads as follows. Try on manufacturing under fire. 
After the horrible accident that occurred a month ago at the recently opened facility, public investigators have begun probing into the safety protocols of the plant. Due to malfunctioning equipment, a young man was decapitated by heavy machinery, oh. horrifying oh. and shocking all employees and townspeople. An anonymous witness recounts his memory. I can't sleep at night because of it. There was blood everywhere. He was a new hire, I think, and uh, he was literally pulled apart. The family of the victim in question refused to make any comments, but it seems likely that they and the city will pursue legal action. The second article reads, Mysterious Grave Robbing. The local cemetery has been desecrated by some thief. Officials arrived on the scene earlier today to discover two graves, both from the same family, had been completely dug up and are missing. No valuables were buried with the bodies, so the motive appears to be unknown. Please contact the local police department for any information or tips on potential suspects. Well, I should call him and tell him that Tim dug up his family, right? Is this what we're talking about? How old is this news article? It's from tomorrow. Uh, this, this article dates about three years ago. Okay. Now, what I'm finding interesting is this feels like we are gathering body parts that had issues with family members. Are we? Well, the son, assuming that oh, it's the son. Had no head. Uh, we found this thing saying acute cardiac arrest earlier. Yes. Potentially someone... the wife had a yep. bad heart. And now we just need to find out what happened to Tim. Possibly. Who knows? Might just be flavor. Might not be a puzzle. Might be. But it might be a flavor puzzle. Yum. Exactly. Um, I was hoping there'd be a big button that turned power on and we could <laughs> control things through the window. Because that kind of feels like a bit of an end of a path right now. There was nothing else in the drawer, was there? Just these two newspaper articles? Just those newspaper articles. And we've got this Vitruvian man, which we think lines up to the pictures, or the picture of the family, mm. because of the colouring of them and, and all that sort of stuff. But we don't really know how to implement that as a solution. Oh, we, oh, oh what? maybe. Like, it said... I'll make things right and right was emphasized. Perhaps we do use the arrows for it in some way. And like, we're trying to do their right limbs. Exactly. Oh, Is that possible? And do them in order. I wouldn't know which of the rings would represent an arm versus a leg, unless one of them went further out in the blueprint than the other. Eh, they're about the same. No, they're about the same. Okay. Um, thing we haven't looked at is there anything just to make sure we still haven't looked at 100 everything is the there doors. anything to note about the light bulb in the middle oh, of the, the room first light of all light bulb so currently only one bulb is dimly providing light to the entire workshop however looking at the ceiling above you see panels upon panels of other lights that are oh, off right okay. now and you're not sure exactly why but they look a bit odd to you like there's some kind of coating over them with dark patterns every now and then you'll have to turn them on to get a better look though huh Intriguing. And then, yeah, can we check the door? So this one light that is on is a weird light. Yeah, it should it's not like be backup, on. It's like backup power. Yeah, sure. Just that's a single that's light. what we're going with. It's like that kind of when you get the generator running Easy. and you're off the grid. Um, yeah, can we check the, the big steel doors? So there are two solid steel doors blocking the entrance. You give a bit of a knock on them and they sound quite thick as well. What's the purpose for having such heavy security? Are workshops even common places of theft? You notice one other thing. Inscribed on the doors are the words ext.gen.1. Could this be some power source for these doors? Steria generator one? Could be. What can we do with that? Yeah, I don't know. So are, there, what are, we... are there any uh, books on the bookshelf that suggest how we might turn on electricity to a workshop? <laughs> Nothing about that, unfortunately. <laughs> 
I will say there's stuff in the chest we haven't looked at yet. The one with the open. There were board games oh, and old toys. That's a good toys. point. That's a good point. Can we have a dig through the board game section? Yeah, so it's just a regular assortment of board games and tabletop games. There's cards, a backgammon set, even Battleship, and quite a bit, but if you had something in mind to look for, you're pretty mm -hmm. sure you could find it. All right, and then, yeah, how about these slightly older worn toys? You take a look at the worn or used toys, and nothing really catches your eye. While they are quite old, they do seem to be in working condition, though, but doesn't seem to be too useful to you. Mm -hmm. We, I feel right now I don't quite know... No, we've got what, so our next much stuff. Is. I'm we've not sure which things. one to look at. So we have this workbench puzzle is, is done, right? We put the four things down and opened up, gave us the blueprint. As far as I can see. It's led to another puzzle, but that whole thing is done. I'm, maybe I'm happy this, with that. Maybe it is this arrow thing that we're supposed to be paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, we do have the four-board arrow. We've still got that finder word uh, checkerboard thingamajig, but we don't really know what to do with that yet. So... Oh, oh my the, god! The words are moving in the way. No, I was no. gonna say, was there a chessboard in that game's chest? Ah, so you fish around the board games and tabletop games, and ah, you do find a chess set. Okay, it's good. a nice box that functions both as the chessboard and as a container for the pieces, which are all there and they look pretty ordinary to you. There is, however, a message marked on the box. It says, "From start to finish, here's the fool's mate." And it says G4, lowercase g, and the next line E6, then F3, and then capital Q, lowercase h, 4, hashtag sign. Ooh. I don't remember hashtag okay. signs in chess notation. Not that I remember anything about chess notation. Do you know which one G4 is? So how much do you recall about chess? An Somewhat. algebraic notation, I guess, for it. Then. Sorry, standard oh, I, I don't know which... Uh, what the, I know that, obviously, A, A to whatever uh, is going to be the... Either the columns or the rows, and the numbers are going to be the others. Do the, does the chess board that we have have that notation on it so we can uh, make sure I'm not misremembering? <laughs> Right. Unfortunately, it doesn't, and you do appear to be in need of at least a little bit of a refresher. Is there anything you could help find that might mm. help you remember? Was there a book on chess Is there rules? a book about chess? There are, in fact, several books on chess, <laughs> and peering through it, you feel like you're able to get a better idea of how this notation works, and here is a little cheat sheet or summary of what you were able to figure out. So it, it's G... Pawn is blank, okay. The pawn is blank. And so, yeah. And then K-N-Q-R-B. So that means G4, if because it doesn't have the Q on it. It's likely a pawn is a to pawn G4, to which G4. makes sense. Okay. Oh, so and if a pawn to G4 would have to be the white pawn mm -hmm. moving from G2, mm -hmm. right? So that goes here to here. Is that, a, is that something on the rug? It would be... An O, o to an e. e1. Oh my god, how did we miss one? You missed one. Damn it. E6 would have to be. Um, so that's going to be black, probably. E6, yeah, it's a black pawn. One of these two, I guess. No, no, it has to be that one just moving two yeah. spaces down. Right? Yep. Or well, one space. Or one space down. down, which is on our rug. Just FI. FI. That's why we couldn't find them all. Nice. Kay. That's how you hide a message. 
Um, and then the next one is F3. Again, no marketing, so it's a pawn. So F3 is here, another white pawn taking one space up. FT. Okay. Oh, one fifth. Makes and then sense. queen h4, that's got to be the white queen. What? Oh, no, I'm mixing up kings and queens. Isn't it the black queen going diagonally down? Which is the queen? Isn't this the... Which is the... Wait, queen is this Not, one. Yeah, okay, but I've black. It's black's yeah, it's turn. Black. You're right. Yeah, and of course, also it goes in turns. <laughs> um, cool, so, so we're going here, all that way down. there. E5. Okay, Y5. So it's 155. That sounds like a time that you can put onto a time-looking thing. You were right. Nice. All right. Okay. So the G4, moving a pawn that way is gets us O-N-E, 1. Then the next one gets us F-I, then F-T, then Y5. So putting that all together is 155. Checkmate. Do you think we should put that in the circle? Yeah, I think we should try to Brilliant. spin the, the put those So thingies. I would like to take the circle in the floorboard and put the inner ring so it's just a bit, you know, it's it's where almost gonna a hit one two. would be. No. Almost gonna, oh, no, yeah, almost going to hit two on if this were a clock. And then the outer ring to like 55. So using the top arrow as the number 12 on a clock, you mm -hmm. rotate the rings to the time 155. And lo and behold, a trap door on the floor opens up, revealing Whoa, a set woo. of stairs to a small basement. Let's do it. Ah, oh, that was awesome. Into the basement. I get to tick off so many things from that one. You head down the stairs to the basement, and it's actually rather well lit, but there's not too much to see. On one wall, there appear to be two large breaker boxes or electrical mm -hmm. panels, and on the floor, you find a journal. However, occupying a significant portion of the basement is a huge pile of broken toys. Sorry, dudes. And they say, help us, please. Yeah, the basement of misfit toys. All right, so there's a million broken toys. <laughs> And a journal. Should we read the journal? Might as well. Let's read the journal. It's a rather meticulously kept journal. Flipping through it, you see it's full of information on toy designs, plans, and materials. However, closer to the end, you notice that the contents change. The last few pages seem to be a diary of sorts. In order, the entries are as follows. Entry number one. It was so odd, I just had to write it down. I've been receiving unsolicited packages as of late, mostly random objects, some junk, a toy phone, but today was different. Inside the package was an hourglass with a strange symbol marked on it and a note that said, to a better time. I wasn't sure if this was some sick joke, but then I noticed the symbol was flashing, pulsating, and before I took my eyes away, it got so bright that I was temporarily blinded. But when my vision returned, the symbol was gone. I didn't know what to do, so I went about my day, but I swear I could still vaguely see the flashing symbol. The crushing anguish from the loss of my family may just be causing me to see things. Entry number two. Today, I woke up in the workshop. My home is quite far away and my car isn't parked outside, so how did I get here? I see some sketches of a blueprint as well. Did I do this? I certainly have no recollection of doing so. Maybe I'm just getting old. I miss my family dearly. Time is no friend to anyone, and mortality is just the way of life, but I feel so frustrated and helpless. I'm tired, so tired. I think I may just stay here tonight. Entry number three. Something's 
wrong. Very, very wrong. It's definitely me, but I don't understand. Am I working during my sleep? I pass out more and more frequently. And each time I wake up, I'm in the middle of building and designing something, something absurd, something horrible. My workshop has been trashed, all the toys I put my heart and soul into completely destroyed, and there's cuts, gashes, and wounds all over my body. I tried calling 911, but the line was disconnected. I can't even leave every time I try. I find myself back here. It's like I'm not in control of myself anymore. What is happening? Entry number four. And you notice the handwriting looks a little different. I had a dream last night. A method of hidden writing. And the next three words are underlined. Blood reveals blood. And blood lights illuminate all. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I miss my family. I miss the time we spent together. That time, that time, that time. We have to be together. We have to be together. We have to be. The writing becomes illegible at this point, and the entries end there. Man, is this another room where we have to stab ourselves? I mean, I could stab you. Oh. <laughs> How do we keep oh, getting into man. these situations? So I love this, like, got the 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 hourglass it says like to a better time and that was like all oh, that time that we did get all oh, that time but maybe there's something weird and cyclical and creepy going on mm. but too bad we smashed the hourglass oops okay okay blood reveals blood should we take a quick look at these toys down here yeah let's have a look at this pile of broken toys this seems like where the workshop's toys must have went and now you can tell why they're all broken, destroyed, crushed, and even melted. It's like both a mountain and graveyard of toys. All right. That's creepy. I don't know if there's anything to do with these toys. Maybe we should just go to these uh, breaker boxes. I mean, yeah, them. makes sense. There are two large boxes. The one on the left is labeled External Generator 1. Perfect. You try to open it and then soon realize there's an electronic lock holding it shut. There's no keypad or keyhole on it. It just has the label ext.gen2. Is there a second generator you have to shut down before you can open the box? You move your eyes to the smaller box on the right. This must be for standard electrical power for the building. Opening it, you only find two switches, one labeled main, which is currently on, and one labeled controls, which is currently off. All right. Well, let's turn controls on. I think we got to turn controls on. You flip on the control switch and you hear a beeping back upstairs and the rattle of chains. Oh. All right, let's do it. We're going to turn their bodies into little uh, marionettes and make them make those Vitruvian man shapes. Well, that's let's upsetting. Do it. Okay. okay. We go to the control panel upstairs. What's going on? Now the control panel appears to have power. Uh, there are lots of bulbs lit at the top, five specifically, and columns of buttons. And I will send you an image of what the control panel looks like. You also notice that there appear to be a change behind the window as well. Mm. So this control panel, yeah, five yellow buttons at the top and then three sort of sections of mm. controls. On the left, it has a right arrow and then two arrows that are kind of in a circle, like one going from the left curving over like to the right side. Symbol. Like a U-turn symbol. Like a U-turn, yeah. Um, that symbol is in all three sections. The middle section also has a left and a right arrow at the top. And the final section only has a left arrow. Yeah. As if maybe you could like swap positions of things or something like that. Not really sure. Interesting. Um, so, all right, we should probably take a look-see at that. Let's look through the window one more time. So with power directed to the control panel, you see a bit of a chilling sight. There are three mannequins lifted up into the air by chains. 
why would this be in a toy workshop? And again, here is the image for what you can see. Oh, great. We get to look at this one. Oh, oh God. that's so creepy. Oh, it's the worst. Okay. All right. How you going, you creepy mannequins? Okay, so these are three creepy mannequins. Two male, one female. Um, I get the impression that the one on, on the right here is like the sun. But I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe it should go the other well, way around. Well, two of them have their faces blacked out, so I'm not going oh, to assume that. Yeah, so the blacked out face is the sun. I would assume so. Because on the picture, there were two blacked out faces yeah. for the wife and the son. Okay. So we have them here. Now, they are sticking their arms and legs in weird ways. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, looks like, hey, these match. Vitruvian. Vitruvian. Let's have a look at, like, the middle one, the woman. We're expecting her to be red-legged, mm -hmm. right? Does her legs currently match the red legs on the Vitruvian thingy, right? They're put yeah. together and down. Her arms match the red arms. They kind of She do. is currently matching the red thing, which is what we would have expected. Mm. The husband, mm -hmm. we were expecting to have... Blue, then green. Blue then arms and green yep. legs. And he currently has... Not uh, quite. Maybe. He's got, like, reversed blue arms... He's like flipped around. He needs to turn around. See, his arms are like, they're uh, like the blue arms, but they're going the opposite way around. So he's like up on the left and down on the right, whereas the blue arms are down on the left. I see what right. you mean. His legs are like the green legs, but, but flipped around. Okay. So he needs to flip around. And the sun is meant to have, therefore... Uh, green on top, blue on bottom. Green on top, blue on bottom. And he has flipped around green. Okay. And flipped around blue. So the the the, the, the woman is correct, mm -hmm. but the two male ones need to be rotated around. Mm. Interesting. So what happens if on the right one, which is where the 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 man is? Do you want to press one of the? Is the the U turn things? Are these two separate buttons? Yes, they appear to be two separate buttons. And at the top, those are five lights, not buttons. Mm. Yeah, sure. If we press the top of the U-turn buttons on the man, okay. Well, on the rightmost mannequin. On the rightmost one. Okay. What happens? So you press that button and you hear the sound of gears turning and whirring. One of the lights dims and then all of a sudden the top half of the mannequin on the right oh. flips around, completely mirroring the orientation that it used to be. The bottom half, however, remains the same. That well, makes, that's fair. To me, it feels like it's correct if we just press four buttons, right? Maybe. I'm not 100% sure of that at this stage. Yeah. Maybe we also need to move them. I'm exactly. Not sure. Like, I'm wondering if positioning is important as well. Oh, how are they positioned in the picture? Exactly. I mean, how I are they positioned in the picture? I don't know. I drew them a certain way, but I do not remember that. In the photo of the three of them at, at a picnic. At a picnic. How are they, how are they sitting? Are they, how are they positioned left to right? Left to right, it's it's a bit difficult to tell. Some of them, their bodies or maybe their head is to the left of the other. It's not really yeah. in a clear fashion where you can see left okay. to right. So the the dad's arms are now right and his legs need to be flipped. The son's legs. Yeah. Well, why don't we just try this? Mm -hmm. I want to press the bottom one of the, of the rightmost mannequin. All right, as well. you press the bottom button in the third column and the bottom half of the father mannequin that you presume uh, is what it is, it flips around as well. Another light dims as well. Nice. So I want to just do the same thing to the sun mannequin. Okay. 
So let's go. do the top and the bottom of the sun mannequin using All right. two more presses. You press the top button on the left column and the sun's top half flips around, a light dims. And then you press the bottom button and the bottom half of the sun rotates as well. With four lights dimmed now, there's one light remaining. Mm. To me, they now match the appropriate layouts. And maybe the only issue now is positioning of the mannequins. Potentially. But I don't know what a correct positioning would be. The only kind of hint that we've got maybe is the together I'll make things right. Or do they need to all be, maybe they all need to be over each other. Oh, that's interesting. What happens if we press, say, the, on the right panel, we press that arrow that goes left? Okay. You press that button and the father mannequin moves to the center column. Another light dims, and then the lights flash, and the mannequins reset to the original position. Ah, okay. So when he went to the center, he didn't replace the... Like, he went to... The woman was also in the center, right? Yes, exactly. Cool. So the issue is we need to get the man and the son together, so then when we do the rotations, they, they, they're doubly effective. Oh, Because if they're I in the see. same position, we can rotate them both at the same time. Oh, okay. But, I'm with but you. But if we rotate the mother, she'll be out of position. Cool. So just like move the sun twice to the... Oh, yeah. No, see, wait, no, I've, I know how you do it. How do we do that without moving the mother? We go uh, one, two, three. Oh, no, that's five as well. Yeah. No, oh, wait. Oh, hold no, on. I've, got, I've, got, I've got it. We, go, we take the sun. Put him in the middle. Put him in the middle for the first press. Move the mother out. No, I don't think we need to. No? I think it's for the sun, you go move it in the middle. Yeah. Move him to the right. But how right. do we do that without moving the mother to the right? Oh, you're right. Because that would move both of them to the right. Three. But if we move the sun to the middle. Yep, sun to the middle. mother to the left. How can we move the mother to the left? Damn it. Oh, the mother's legs at the bottom can be whatever they want. Oh, I guess that's true. So why don't we flip the mother's top? That's our first move. Okay. Her top is now the wrong way around. Okay. Then we go moves two and three. We move. Actually, we want them all to the right, don't we? Not in the center. Probably. Because of the blueprint says together to the right. So then. True. So, okay. Here's what it is. First move. <laughs> the mother flips. Her torso is now backwards and needs okay. to be reflipped. Okay. Second move. The son shares a space with the mother. Okay. Third move, the mother and son both move to the right. Okay. All three figures are now all together in the right. Okay. The fourth move, we rotate the tops. And their bottoms. That puts that puts the two parent the two the father and the son correct and the mother is back to being correct. And then the final move is we do their legs. The bottoms, which we're hoping does not matter. And the the mother's legs are together in the middle either way. Whether because they don't there's not because yeah. they're, they're, they're uh, whatever, they're the same, you can flip them and they'll be right no matter what. So I think that's it. Okay. I hope you followed along to whether or not that's correct. <laughs> I did. And you do all of these moves, the lights dim one by one, and it works exactly how you Ooh. expected it to. Yes! And a part of the wall right next to the control panel opens up, revealing an entrance to the back room. In fact, it opens with such force that the whole room shakes and books fall off the bookshelf. You oh. carefully walk into the back room and take a look around. The mannequins are still hanging very eerily. There Mm -hmm. appears to be lights similar to the ones outside on the ceiling here too, and they're also off. 
And the table in the corner actually is a power tool workbench. There's oh. a lot of rather sophisticated equipment here, saws of all kinds, drills, table clamps to secure and pull things apart, even a hydraulic press. Next to it is a large pile of wooden blocks. There doesn't seem to be anything else in this room, but you do notice there is a particularly bad smell in the air. Yeah, oh, good. Are we good? Are we sensitive enough that we can follow that smell? You each have your own kind of specialties, uh, <laughs> I suppose, in this profession. And Danny, you have a particularly good nose. This you is not try wrong. to sort of follow around the smell, and it seems to be strongest from the back left wall. However, you don't feel that you can really see anything unusual about it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's not much you can do, at least with that. Okay. Intriguing. Okay. Do power tools help us at this stage? I mean, unless we want to use them to cheat our way through a lock and just, like, open <laughs> up the exterior generator one by just... Yeah, I don't... I, I so... would be concerned that I don't know enough about electricity to mess with that. Dreadful. Yeah, so unfortunately, you wouldn't be able to use that because these power tools are kind of the... They're not really portable power tools. They're sure, quite strong. Yeah. Like, for example, table saws or <laughs> they band saws that are bolted onto the table. And That's it's fair. probably for the best that you aren't able to move this machinery around. You admittedly don't have much experience with these. This tools. is fair. Yeah, I'm a 12 year old boy. All um, right. How about these blocks? Yeah. What are these wooden blocks like? There's dozens of these wooden blocks lying next to the power tool table. They've all been cut in a cube-like fashion, with some blocks having well-sanded edges and surfaces. Must have been some unfinished work in progress. You take a look through them and don't see anything interesting, except for a single block that has splotches and splatters of red over it. It doesn't look like paint to you, though. Ah, it's blood. Let's reveal blood. Hmm. I cut my thumb off on, when the with the table saw. Oh, good. So you could cut your thumb We've off got a, with the we table We've got a tiny saw. knife. I use a tiny knife to nick my thumb and I pour some blood over these cubes. Blood cubes. So it seems a little bit far-fetched, but you use the pocket knife, cut your finger lightly until blood starts pooling, and then you spread it over the wooden block with the splatter. It doesn't really make sense how, but as you smear more and more blood over it, you see something appear. There's the letter A on each <gasps> face. You'd already drawn an A on I'd each face? I'd already drawn A's on each face! Why? I don't know! Alright, we're into block A. <laughs> um, do the other blocks have similar numbers if we smear blood on them? Oh man, how much blood do you have? And by numbers, I mean letters. There were a lot of blocks. There were quite a bit, but uh, Bill Bill is pretty bold, and he's uh, he portions <laughs> his, his blood pretty well, it seems like. And you continue coating blood over the different blocks, and they all have different letters on them. It's a bit twisted, but they seem to be alphabet blocks, 26 in total, one of each letter. Well, what do we do with that? Um, blood reveals blood. Did that message have anything else? relevant in it uh, or was that about it uh he wants to go back to a better time with his wife well yeah um hmm 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 cubes cubes and cubes we have power tools which i don't know what to do with we have cubes that are a to z so we could spell something out with cubes or do some kind of alphabet based cube thing mm -hmm. did anything else happen when you got the entrance to the back room books fell off 
Yes, I was considering that. Oh, sure. What does that mean, though? Can well, we look at the books that fell, or do we look at the books that didn't? Let's take a look just at the bookshelf itself, sure. first of all, now in its new form. Now that the bookshelf has many empty spaces from all the fallen books, you see that the back of the bookshelf has a picture. Bill, Danny, you remove all the books to get a look. You take it all in, and it's odd. It's a painting of a red demonic face with large horns, and its arms are reaching up towards the top of the bookshelf, which, as you noticed from before, have areas of dust that are cleaner than others. Mm. It's an odd choice of decoration for a bookshelf indeed. Do some of those areas look um, square-shaped? The dustless areas? So it was tough to see at first, but yeah, definitely. There are in fact four spots in a row that have noticeably less dust on them, and they are square-shaped. All right, so we need four specific letters. Do we have anything indicating? Did the diary in that section say anything else? Oh, wait, this is a demon yeah. that we're trying to spell the name of? I don't know, is it? I mean, didn't you say there was like the, the picture? A picture is like of a, a demon, sure. Yeah, we just put Mike. Oh, you want to put Mike? Mike's an evil demon. <laughs> M-I-K-E, forward block. <laughs> you put Mike on top, but nothing seems to happen. Oh, maybe I there's, hope not. <laughs> Maybe there's something else that you haven't, I guess, looked at? or Nah, no. probably not. Let's try toys. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, what do you for think all of- you knew, you could have just sent a demon to kill Mike. I would not be, I wouldn't have a problem with that. What else haven't we examined? Thoroughly. I mean, I feel like there are a couple of things we haven't examined thoroughly, thoroughly. Oh, really? Yeah. Is there in uh, any of the old or broken toys sections of parts of this room that resemble this demon face? So you search through the used toys. You don't see anything too demonic. It would be weird if there was a toy like that. And looking through the broken toys... Well, there's quite a lot, so you Mm. sift through them, and again, no such luck. However, after sifting through the huge pile of broken toys, you do find something that does stand out. It's a toy phone that seems to be completely undamaged, and it has a note with a simple message written on it, get well soon. By itself, it's not too weird, but the fact that it's amongst toys that have been completely destroyed, the fact that it's unscathed seems a bit odd. Oh, 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 oh. Can I use the phone, the toy phone, to dial Mm. 1-800-GET-WELL? You press the buttons on the toy phone to dial 1-800-GET-WELL and see if anything happens, but uh, you don't hear any sounds at all. You check the back and, oh, that makes sense. The battery cover is missing and you see there aren't any batteries inside. Oh, uh, where have we seen batteries? Um, Does it have a plug or is it only battery powered? It's only battery powered. Damn it, where have we seen batteries? I don't think we've seen batteries anywhere. so many notes. Uh, are, any, are there any, any board games batteries included? Unfortunately not, not in the board games at least. Oh no. What else has, uh, has batteries? Power tools? Any power tools have batteries in them? <laughs> the power tools are not battery offering. <laughs> Imagine a double A, double a powered <laughs> power saw. It'll run for half a second. I note that you said not in the games at least. What else is in there? Old toys? Old toys. Is there any old toy return toy that still has batteries in it? Yeah, you were kind of fiddling around with it, and the old toys actually were working. And you find batteries that match, plug it in, and, well, you press 1-800-GET-WELL, and you press different numbers, but it seems like regardless of the number you input, it plays the same sound. Although it's really an odd series of sounds, tones, and static, and I will send that. 
to you. Oh, no, oh, it's going to be dial-up tone. It's going to be creepy. No, it's going to be dial-up. a hint of like a Morse code sort of feeling, but quite long. Yeah, like they were so long I was counting the seconds of some of them. Mm. Now, that music that's sort of playing in the background, I, I have a bad memory for this sort of thing. Was that the same as the uh, Patterson's Medicine's soothing background music? Oh, I have no idea. Maybe it was. Do was we still the- have that? When average clinics don't cut it, where do you go? All you have to do yeah, that's is the same. come to us. Do you reckon if we play them at the Can same time, do that? it'll like blur out certain words or something? Blur out certain words? That's what I want to try. I, I, yeah, is this a thing we can do? Can we take this toy phone over to the real phone and listen to things simultaneously? Interestingly, when you play both together, the static and noise almost seem to filter out words from the spam call, and you hear the following. Ah! When. When. All. Else. When all else. Fails. Fails. Give your. Give your. Life. Life. To. To. The. 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 D. <laughs> Evil. Evil. Oh, Evil. The Evil. <laughs> when, when all up. fails, give your life to the devil. Does that mean that we should go to the devil on the bookshelf and put in L-I-F-E? Could blocks, be. Give our life to the devil? Let's do it. All right, you do that, and as soon as you place the last block down, the entire bookshelf swivels around, revealing a large rusty lever or lever switch, it's completely red, although, again, you're certain that it doesn't look like paint to you. All right, Danny, your turn. Bleed on this lever. I'm just going to pull it instead. All right, Danny, you try to pull it down. It's pretty rusty. It doesn't seem to completely budge. you got to put some blood on it. You're already bleeding. I know. That's why I'm asking you to. I've lost all my blood. Do you know how many? There were 26 blocks. All right, all right. Well, if we're 12 years old, I assume I've got a almost coming out tooth or something. So I, I make sure that I lose a tooth, which bleeds slightly. Yeah, that's only slightly. Just cut your hands on this piece of shattered glass. There is Dig glass the everywhere. Yeah, so Danny, you cut yourself and <sighs> with the blood on the lever now, well, it actually doesn't make it any easier to pull down. Maybe <laughs> you just need a little bit of help. Oh, fine, I'll help. With your combined strength, (laughs) you two are able to pull down the red rusty lever. You hear a crackling of electricity, and then all the panels of lights above you turn on. Indeed, these aren't any ordinary lights. Instead, they cast a sickly blood-red glow over the entire workshop. And soon, words start appearing on the walls. 
In what you can only assume is in a large amount of blood are the words help scrawled over and over again on the walls and surfaces around you. And even the lights now appear to have certain patterns on them. You then hear a loud slam in the back room. Oh, dear. Ah. Uh, Can we go to the back room? What slammed? So the lights are also on in this room. It's hard to believe, but it looks like there's even more blood than the other room, splattered literally everywhere. It's hard to make out with all the splotches of red, but there appears to be writing on the mannequins, with some sentences also on the back wall, and again, some patterns on the lights. Of course, this isn't mentioning the most obvious change in the room. The whole left wall has completely Mm -hmm. opened up, revealing a breaker box and a large doorway. All right. Uh, what is the okay? We got so many things to look at. Mm. Um, what does the what do the mannequins say? All right. Looking at the mannequins, they didn't have any writing on them before, but now you can see some writing has been illuminated, supposedly you presume by the lights. There appear to be symbols scattered around with streaks of blood connecting some of them. And I will send the writing that you see uh, to you right now. Okay. So in what, for some reason, I really want to say is a very Castlevania kind of font, we've got... Uh, <laughs> Roman a, numerals. A Roman numerals. All over the place. Uh, kind of linked together by swaths of blood. Mm. At the start, it has 6514. Then there's a 54 sharing a swath of blood. A, a 213. A 61. A 4532. And those are all on the left In the middle section, there are two swaths of blood. The first one is a 5432, again, all in Roman numerals. Uh, A 6, a 5, a 1, and a 4. I mean, we say Roman numerals, it could be Viviv. Um, And then on the right kind of section, there is a topmost swath of blood that says 463, another one that says 52. Those are quite closely bunched together, by the way. Then there is a 543 and a 543 below that as well. Oh, I do not have much that I can make of that yet. No, I no idea what any of this means. Okay, we've also got patterns on the on the lights in both rooms, I think. Mm. And this new breaker box door. And all sorts area. of stuff on the walls as well. Oh, and there's more stuff on the walls? Yeah, there was, right? There were some patterns on the wall. No patterns on the walls, oh, okay, just the sorry. words help. The patterns oh, were on the gotcha. lights. Sure. Uh, well, do you want to look at the lights first? All right, let's, let's look, have a look up. At... Lights in the small room? Lights in the small room. Let's have a look at the lights as they are in the back room. So with the lights on in the back room, it's unmistakable. The coating that you saw earlier must have been a thick layer of blood. As the lights cast a red glow across the entire workshop, you can see the patterns that you saw from before. They're actually handprints in different numbers and clusters around the room. In the back room specifically, right in the center, are six handprints. Okay. Okay. So this is in the back room. There are six handprints in the center. Are they all the same full handprint with all five fingers? They are full handprints, but you notice that it's almost three pairs of handprints, a left and right. Okay. Fair enough, there were three people. And so now we should do a comparison to the front room. You see a pretty similar sight. There are handprints in different numbers and clusters. uh, And also you see there are streaks of blood connecting them, crisscrossing all over the ceiling. You see one handprint in the very center of the room. You see two in the top right corner. You see three in the bottom right. 
four in the bottom left, and then finally five handprints in the top left. The ceiling's really high, so you're not even sure how these handprints got mm. up there. And are they connected in that order, like roughly going one, two, three, four, five? So, in fact, there are so many different streaks that ah. honestly, any order that you could see, they all seem to be connected to each other some way. But Sick. it's not right. really a pattern that you feel like you can decipher anything out. So, of. we do now have this whole thing of like, these are all of, so the hands in that main room. Uh, go go one two three four five, mm-hmm. and the streaks of blood in this on mm-hmm. the mannequins never go higher than a five. Yes, they do. The very first one does. Oh, they go up to a six. Okay, cool, great. That's wonderful. That we don't have to care about those. Um, well, I mean, there were like how many handprints are we talking? Are we sorry, are we talking ha- uh, handprints or pairs of handprints? Well, uh, so in the in the back room there were three pairs. Yep. Three pairs, but six handprints. Yep. Six handprints. In the main room, there's a single handprint in the center. So we were counting prints, not pairs. Of prints yes, that prints. Room. Okay. Yes, prints. Okay, so we do have one, two, three, four, five, six. I suppose so, if you, if you consider, yeah, the back, the back room, room could, yeah. be, could be in itself six. Yeah, which it is. So what would that mean? Like back, Like it's like the back room and then the corner of this room and then the middle of this room and then the bottom left corner of this room. Like, does that make a shape of some kind Let's in the center of the back see. room? So Dead. what happens if we go, wait, hold on, where are they all? Um, so the first, like, streak of blood would go from the top center down to the top left of the of that room, then mm-hmm. the middle, then the bottom left. It looks like a almost maybe like an S or something. Yeah, I could see that. And then the next one is five and four, so that's like an I. Mm-hmm. And the next one is two, two one, one three. three, so that's like a C. Oh, maybe. And then the bottom one. Oh, then the, then the fourth one is six one. Yeah. So it's also like an I sort of, but sure. higher up. Let's see what we're going with this. And, and then the bottom one is four five three two. That's definitely an N. I mean. Oh, the, that second one put them together. That's a K. Oh, they're together. That's why they're so close yeah. together. So it says skin. Fantastic. All right. So the first one says skin. The second one says, is going to be two letters. And the first one is five, four, three, two. So it's, it's a U. A U. The next one is six, five, one, four. That's that. Oh, God. I don't like that. Us. This is not fun. I don't want to skin these mannequins. Uh, and then the next one, again, we have two things together. Busted, yeah. So they'll make something. So the first one is. Four, six, three. Yeah. What does that mean? It's like an N without the final stroke. Oh, I see, yeah. And then the next one is five, two. Which is a horizontal line. Maybe an A? Oh, yeah. Stick them together. Right? Mm-hmm. Not one out the other, but mashing them together, we get an A. And then these are going to say the same. all, right? Yeah, those five, are Five, four, three. Skin us all. Fantastic. Well, no. I just die alone in a room. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean alone? Oh, I skin you first, then I die alone in a room. Uh, okay, skin us all. Now, the mannequins, did they have skin? They didn't, right? It was the dolls that had creepy skin. That's right. The mannequins mm. didn't have skin. Ah, all right, let's skin all those dolls. I mean, just maybe the three that seem important, right? Says skin us all. I know, mean, but... We'll start with those three that match the professions, but then just keep skinning if nothing happens. I mean, all right. yeah. With a, with a knife that we if find. If we take our little who, knife. Who we... would like to do the honors? Danny. I'll do it. All right, Danny, 
It feels incredibly wrong, but you grab the pocket knife and try to skin those three dolls to the best of your ability. You start at the head and by making a light incision are able to slowly peel off the skin, leaving a wooden doll, a kind of head and torso, that has markings on it. In fact, each of the three dolls have the same markings. There is a ring around the neck and a dotted line through part of the torso, kind of in the chest area. Hmm. It means that we should cut through the torso with a power saw across the dotted line and uh, then put a clamp on their neck. Oh. I don't know. Does it? And is that all ten dolls or just the three that had the occupation? Just the three. So the kind of occupations uh, corresponding to father, mother, and son. The ring around the neck is representing decapitation and the, the... the line across the chest is indicating the acute cardiac arrest surgery. Maybe. Sort of so maybe do we take the one that was the artist and cut its head off and take the one that was the waitress and open its chest and cut across that dotted line to open its chest? Interesting. To sort of match the causes of death? I don't know. I honestly do not. And there's, no, there's only the two markings, right? There's not a third set of markings? No, no third set of markings. So maybe we then do nothing to the to the dad doll because we don't yet know what caused the death for him. Okay, so you're thinking that we should what go use some power tools? I think we should use the power tools. And we cut should off a doll's cut off head. The doll, cut off the artist's head and use something to open up the chest of the waitress. That's pretty messed up. Hey, I didn't write the room. <laughs> So yeah, you can try to do that. You grab the dolls and you sort of bring them over to the power tools table. But as you carry them, and especially because I suppose you just have the wooden dolls in your hand, you feel like you hear some sort of clinking inside the dolls. Oh. There might be something important in them, and you should be pretty certain of how you approach it if you don't want to break what's inside. This is fair. Okay, well in that case, I don't know what to do with these dolls. So okay. maybe we ignore them when we check out other stuff? We can always pause. There was a lot going on in that back room. Yeah, let's put the dolls to the side and go to that new circuit Well, there was breaker. a breaker box, yeah. It's in the back room. It's a large breaker box, similar to the one you found in the basement, except this one is labeled External Generator 2. But it has a strange electronic lock on it, one that seems to be openable at least. At the top are the words, Killer of All, then there's an odd symbol with a 7x7 keypad beneath it, and below that is a four-letter input code. Looks like you'll need both the keypad and letter code to unlock it, and I will send you an image of what this uh, electronic lock looks like. Ooh, look at that! That symbol, the strange symbol, that's the one that was on the face of the Vitruvian It was. Man. Um, now, killer of all... Didn't he make in his diary entry a whole thing about time being the, kill- the oh, killer of all? My assumption is that the answer to any question like that is time. So we could put T-I-M-E at the bottom, perhaps. Yeah, presumably. Uh, and, oh, look, that's a uh, one, two, three, four. Seven by uh, seven. That's a oh, seven by seven? Yeah, we were told that. So it's not the... No, it's not run. a chessboard. But, yeah, that's definitely the symbol that was on the Vitruvo. Yeah. But the Vitruvian man, while being inside a square, is not going to be able to distinctly point to the 7x7 grid. So I don't know the exact way that lines up. This could just be like the demon symbol. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it lines up to use the Vitruvian man for this. Mm. Have we seen a 7x7 grid anywhere? 
God, not that I remember. So these, this seven by seven grid, is it, it was buttons with numbers? So there are no numbers on them, oh. just buttons. You right. press on them and when you press on a button, it seems to light up a bit more brightly. You can mm -hmm. press it again to return to the original state. Sure. We could have a look at this door that's next to us as well. That's yeah, all right, let's follow the pathway to, I assume, a worse smell. Yeah, <laughs> what's this door? Uh, you're completely right, uh, Danny. <laughs> there is definitely a foul smell coming from behind it. It's another steel door, but this one, this one's enormous, reaching all the way to the ceiling. And at the top of the doors, there's a strange symbol, the one that you saw on the keypad, and an inscription that says ext.gen.2. Okay, so the door will open when we get this generator open. So we need this 7x7 grid. Damn it. Is there something else in the back room that you haven't looked at yet? Oh, crap. Was there? Oh, if there is, I don't know what it would be. You just look around the room to see what you've looked at and what you haven't. And there's a lot of writing, in fact, on the back wall. There you was can, something on a wall. You can barely yeah. decipher the writing, but it seems to be as follows. And no need to write this down. I'll send an image of it. But it says, <laughs> all were met with an untimely end. Ills added up, a broken heart with a separation of mind and body. But please take away this crushing sorrow. Does this mean anything to you? I'm looking at this as being instructions for what to do to the dolls, perhaps. Because mm. we've got broken heart, separation of mind and body, and then something about crushing. That's fair. Oh, because we have like a... Uh, we have a crusher, don't we? We have a, um, a, a press. press. Yeah, there's a hydraulic press as well. Mm. Or what? is that the idea that he has crushing sorrow? Well, no, yeah, that's what I'd be saying. I would assume that we are trying to incise the mother doll, separate the head from the body of the son doll, and crush the father doll. Yeah, we could do that. We could do all so three If there's dolls. something inside the father doll, we are not getting it back. No, true. Put the, put the father doll in the vice decapitate the artist doll and put the weight of Tris doll and, and try and open up the chest. How does this sound? Does that sound reasonable? What would you like to start with and what tool would you like to use? Oh. I would like to use the power sword to decapitate... No, no, that comes second. Oh, sorry. In the, I would, in the list. Oh, does it? Yeah, broken heart is first. Okay, I would like to use some kind of cool power tool to open up the chest of the mother. So it seems like... Because you really only want to cut along the dotted line, mm. a bandsaw might do the trick. You haven't Sounds used it good. before, so you carefully turn it on and position the doll. Thankfully, it cuts very smoothly. Immediately after cutting on the lines, the chest area actually comes apart, revealing an odd-shaped heart piece that has been cut in half. And I'll send you an image of that. Thing. Oh, that is. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, look, those have uh, one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven. Okay, high, so we have some fragments of a seven. We have some long fragments, grid. Of a, and and they kind of are linked to this like triangle shape, which maybe you put them yeah. together in the image. Maybe. All right. Uh, let's now cut the head off of a child. All right. You grab the sun doll, and you say, "Use. Let's use a table saw." For yeah, this. table saw. You bring it towards the table saw, and as soon as the neck touches the saw, you hear the screeching sound of metal on metal, and the doll flies Ugh. out of your hands. It seems like there must be some reinforcement around the ring of the 
uh, neck mm. for the sun doll. Maybe there's a different method you can take to this as opposed to cutting the head. Need to pop it? Oh, can we just pop the head off? Well, I mean, <laughs> is there a yeah, tool just, that does that? Just with your hands, it's a little bit tough, but you do remember some table clamps at least that might help. Oh, of course. Oh, nice. It's clamping up. You clamp it down and both of you pull as hard as you can. You keep pulling until you start hearing a crackling noise and pop the body and head separate. Out of the resulting body, you find an oddly crafted piece that almost looks like a spine. Mm. Rude. Okay. Oh, oh, look weird at that. and yet more And it's greediness. circular. It's the circle part of the diagram because it has a circle at the top and then has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven across and kind of highlights a, a little sort of sure. pattern yeah. uh, on the grid. All right. Hydraulic press time. Hydraulic press time. Press yep. that dad. Here goes nothing. You place the doll in the hydraulic press and it crushes it slowly, slowly until it literally just shatters into splinters and pieces inside fly everywhere. On the floor, you find one last object with pieces that have clearly been broken off, only leaving the most sturdy parts behind. And with all of this, here comes another link that would be pretty useful for you. Yeah, we can move things, can't we? Okay. So just to kind of go over how you can rotate these objects in your hand. So the WASD and arrow keys can move the objects up, oh. down, left, right. If you hold shift, you can move it at a slower pace. Now, if you left click and drag, you can rotate it uh, in kind wow. of two different axes. And right clicking, just moving from left to right, will rotate in the third axis, kind of like a clock, counter or clockwise. That's uh, awesome. Wonderful. So, okay, we got to make this shape. So the spine is here. That's fine. Broken part. It's got the triangle that's at like the top of the symbol. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we need to fully rotate so that. So we need to fully rotate it. All right. And then we're going to overlay that with the circle part. Cool. Where did it overlay with the circle? Well, first, well, first of all, let's try and... Okay, that, that looks alignment. pretty. That looks pretty lined up. I want to say it's like here, but we can check the other circle. Oh, the top of the the bottom part of the top of the arrow <laughs> lines up with the circle. Okay, so let's do that. That looks Perfect. good to me. Uh, yeah, because look, that'll line up like that. Yep, yep. The squares line up. Okay, yep. now the heart shapes need to be upside down. or need to have the arrows uh, at the bottom, right? So they're going to match up to these two bits. Cool, and their tops match up. Uh, with the other triangles. Yeah, so what, yeah, they'll, they'll come to the center yeah. of that horizontal triangle. Okay. Well, oh, no, oh, no undo, 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 undo. <laughs> there we go. I fixed it. Heart. That's what I miss. Okay. I want to rotate you that way. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And then we're going to move you. Perfect. That looks pretty good. And now my other heart piece, same deal. Pretty much right like that. Okay. So what does that mean? All We've right. got some in white of this grid, some are blacked out and some are like pinked in. Mm -hmm. Which just sort of match the colours of the symbols themselves. Yes. So I presumably, the well, would the black ones be not on and we make it? Or do you reckon it's just we make this whole shape? Maybe we should try making the whole shape first. Let's try that first. Can we make on the on the button blonkus, 
can we try and push in every button that corresponds with the shape we have now made, which Sorry. explicitly is the whole top line, the whole bottom line, the whole second and sixth columns, mm -hmm. the, the middle whole column. central column, and mm -hmm. then the filling in the lines uh, of the of the third and third fifth. and fifth columns. So rows of like, rows, just like filling in the bits in between. Right. Yeah. So you do that, um, but. It doesn't seem to do anything. It might not be correct. Maybe there's something that can tell you exactly mm -hmm. how you need to use these pieces. Uh, well, we've made the shape. I'm very confident with us having made the shape. Like, that is the symbol. Yeah. We just need to interpret it better. Oh, we take away the crushing sorrow. Oh, Bill's okay. Bill's added up, broken heart, and then we take away the crushing sorrow. Oh, okay. Which, Which one is, was um, So, it's the same thing. Can we fill it in? So it's all the same thing we've said, but the second and third rows of the central column are unselected, as are the fifth and sixth the fifth of the central column. Of that central column. And the central and row, the central rows two of and the, six. Yeah, second Not, and sixth column. Yeah, undo them as well. We, we, we unpress those. All right, you put that into the keypad, basically just taking away the black squares from the broken piece, and mm -hmm. it seems to be the correct code. And you see that the lights actually change to only what you've inputted, leaving just the four-letter code beneath it. And, do we and I sent an time? image of that in oh, the chat cool. as well. Oh, that's the hourglass. Oh, it is. It's a picture of an hourglass now. Haha, <laughs> that's fun. That's that's great fun. Yeah, can we try? Uh, can we try can time? We stick in time. Killer of all, time seems like the right answer. After inputting the hourglass and time, the electronic lock beeps and, huh, it's the steel doorway next to you that opens up. And behind it is a thick frosted glass panel. In fact, you can faintly make out a large shadowy figure behind it. And the stench, however, is much worse than before. You hear another beep, and this time it's the breaker box that opens. A photo falls out. It's much more recent photo of Tim and his family, and there's writing at the bottom. It says, to a better time when we were together. Inside the breaker box is another large lever switch. It is labeled external generator two and is currently on. It's currently on? Hmm. Yes. Oh. What happens if we turn it off? Can we turn it off? Together, you pull the lever down and you hear the sound of the generator powering down. It seems like these generators being on is actually what holds these doors shut. Uh -huh. When you turn it off, the glass panel beside you slides open and you see an absolutely horrifying sight. Mm. It's obviously what the blueprint detailed, but more the stuff of nightmares. Part mechanical and part decaying human flesh, it's a humanoid with six arms and six legs, currently pinned tightly to the wall by piles of chains and shackles, which is odd because it can't be alive. It's mm -hmm. put together with a combination of bolts, screws, stitches, and some sort of fleshy residue, and where its face should be is just the strange symbol from before. And it's, it's so tall, with the combined height of not one, not two, but three torsos all stitched together in gruesome fashion. God. You two decide it's best to not look at it any longer than you have mm -hmm. to and immediately walk back into the main area. It's probably best to leave as soon as possible. Maybe you're just being paranoid, but you really feel like you need to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Let's head downstairs and uh, open up the breaker box for How door many one. doors can we shut behind us as we go? Nah, leave them all open. It's fine. What's the worst that'll happen? You want to be stuck in a basement, do you? Yeah, let's head down and get stuck in the basement. Fantastic. Okay. Let's go to the basement.
You two rush down to the basement and open the now unlocked breaker box labeled Generator 1. And in it is one last lever switch, just like the other two before that's currently on. Turn it off! You know the drill, you two immediately pull it down and thank goodness you hear what sounds like the front two metal doors open up. However, you now see a small note that must have been caught behind the switch, freed mm -hmm. now that you pulled it down. You pick it up and it reads, It's too late for me, but at least I've devised a way to trap that horrid monster. Mm -hmm. It can't be allowed to leave this place. I can't be allowed to leave this place. And then in large scrawled letters, please, don't turn off the power until you find a way to kill. But before you finish reading, you hear a loud clap of thunder and the main power in the house shuts off. The oh, trapdoor above you slams closed and you hear the rattle of chains falling to the ground. Right, the main power pulls the mannequin's chains tight. But wait, weren't there also chains securing? Suddenly you hear a monstrous scream. What sounds like a stampede of footsteps rumbles above you, and then you hear the sound of glass shattering, soon followed by the sound of a wooden door being completely torn apart. You two just stand there in the complete darkness, terrified for who knows how long, when all of a sudden the power comes back on. You're still processing what just happened, but there's no time to hesitate. You have to tell someone about this escape monstrosity. You two rush upstairs, grab the blueprint, and step out through the now-broken, splintered entrance, mm -hmm. when suddenly you're blinded by spotlights from all directions. Hold it right there! Your eyes adjust to the bright light, and you see Officer Jones standing in front of you. But he's not in police uniform anymore. It's more like some kind of high-tech military outfit. And there's dozens of other soldiers surrounding the entrance, outfitted with all kinds of gear that you've never seen before. Jones walks towards you and begins to talk. Do you even realize how much trouble this town would have been in had we not gotten here in time? He radios mm -hmm. into a walkie-talkie. <sighs> Amnestics team, this is squad lead. We have two individuals in need of processing. And then he snatches mm -hmm. the blueprint out of your hands, shoving it into his vest. You won't be needing this anymore. It's been neutralized, and you're not going to remember any of this at all. No! He signals his men to approach and restrain you two, but is then interrupted by a voice from behind. Now, just hold on a minute here, Captain. Let's slow things down. This this child is your boss. This is this is the chief, <laughs> McMurphy. What are you doing? I'm sorry, officer. I'm sorry, sir. I get a bit overzealous here on the force, but don't worry. You've done well at freeing that monster, and we've killed it. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope you'll remember this in my performance review. <laughs> a man in his 40s, wearing a very professional suit and tie, approaches from the back. D director wait, sir, what are you doing here? Captain, I think you're being a bit too rash here. These two have accomplished a very impressive feat, no? Well, yes, but they let the target escape, and we took care of it. The important thing is, they got through the security system without any of the fancy tools we had. And they managed to survive. You know, we're always looking for bright new hires to add mm. to the team. Wait, director, you can't be serious. Ignoring his remark, the director turns to face you two. I know this is a lot to take in, but we work for the Foundation. We're a supranational non-governmental organization whose job is to secure and contain any paranormal or anomalous threats around the globe. And these days, we need as much help as we can get. You're paranormal investigators, right? We're very good at our job, so I'm sure business isn't exactly thriving. <laughs> so, I have a proposition to make. As has clearly been shown, you two are quite talented. So, how would you like a new job? 
And that's the room. Congratulations. Ah, brilliant. What is the pay like? (laughs) Yeah, what are the benefits, man? It's probably better than what you've been getting from your business (laughs) currently. 